So you qualify. What? What? Three. What? What? I like what? that Willow. I'm on my H Town shit today, man. Get yeah, a drink on my clothes. I can do that. It don't matter because I buy me some more. I can do that. I'm a spend about 50 in a mile. I can do that. I'm a buy me a Bentley in a pop. I can do that. Cause from rap, I can do that. I'm a rock all my teeth in flat. This thing on that rodeo stage, man. You will never see me with an empty cup. I can do that. I'ma buy the whole neighborhood bikes. I can do that. No little flip go do what he likes. I can do that. Happy Saturday. Of course, man. Of course. This is a video that was made with the dance. The real question is, do you do it? If I was at the rodeo, I wouldn't do it. I don't do it in my house listening to outside. You had to do it at the rodeo when they did it. I don't even know how to do it, and I was doing it. stage two last night. Let's go. Don't front. Don't front. He was 
at the rodeo too, man. Shout out to Devin the dude. What you gonna do when the people go home and you wanna smoke weed, but the reefers don't go? Somebody had the nerve. It's so crazy that these dudes were performing at the rodeo, man. What you gonna do when your friends go home and you wanna drink a beer, but your ends are By the way, I got a hot take about some of these Houston records, man. Yo, I'll get into it in a minute. I still feel stressed. Still gotta get some off my team. I hope y'all don't be mad at me. Just be doing what they be doing. I don't know though. You know what they two people in photo. Slow light and banging all in my trunk. Trunk full of funk. I ain't never been a punk. I blow on skunk. I blow on dope. Let's go. Military minded. I'm a motherfucking soldier. The streets of the rich month fold Not no bitch and see I still ain't a hole Let niggas know every day of the year I pimp my pen and I get my point clear Why niggas wanna talk down? I don't know Gotta take a trip to Acapulco From the fold with my four fold On my side when I ride Ready to do another homicide In the fine fire till I'm gone Nigga, old glory I'm it's so hard to cut this song off, man For it, if I do a murder Flee the murder scene When it's a shortage on the drink I can't find no lean From southwest to southeast, bitch it's about war, not about peace, nigga like me. Alright, I gotta cut it off, man. Yeah. We'll be here all night, man. <laughs> so my hot take about some of these legendary Houston songs. Some of these songs are way too long, man. They way too long. And I realized that when I was at the rodeo, I was at the Bun B H Town Takeover show. And mm -hmm. they play Southside, and, you know, as soon as that song come on, you get super excited. It's like, hey, hey, and then the, the hook come on, the, the hook start off, you like, hey, you know, Southside, the Southside. After a while, man, you don't really hear, uh, you don't really hear that hook again, that or that bridge or whatever that is. And after a while, you kind of get a little tired, man, where it's like, damn, this yeah. song's still going on. So I, I feel like I, 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 this is a legendary song, and I have no place to sit here and say, hey, you should have did it this way. But I feel like the beginning of that song should have been throughout the, the, the song, the, the beginning of that hook, the, you know, the South Side part. I felt like if that was in the song a little more, I feel like that would be a little more friendly. It seemed like it was a long verse, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so because the the beginning part, that's where everybody get hype, and then everybody do the south side, the south side. That part was so catchy, where it's like, hey, after that, then it seemed like it's a long verse, where you waiting for that part again, but you don't really hear it again. And after a while, I can kind of see people slowing up a little bit. <laughs> where it's like, man, if that, if that part was kind of throughout the song, at least I say a good three times, then. I think you, you know, you won't get tired of it because you, you know, that part coming up again. And that's kind of with the uh, the Mo City Don freestyle too. I know it's a freestyle, but um, 
it's, the song is so long, and you could see people getting tired of it. <laughs> Not tired of it as in, you know, they don't want to hear it, but. After a while, it's kind of like, all right, <laughs> like, like I'm not as hype anymore as when when the beat first dropped. So I, I get, I don't even know if that's a hot take, but I feel like some of these songs are too long, and I could actually see people getting a little tired after a while when the song, the whole song play. Yeah, I feel you, and that is kind of the charm of it, but also kind of detracts from it, like because. These songs weren't meant to be pop songs. You know, these were songs that were just meant like when Zero, I'm sure when Zero, I never, I don't think I recall hearing an interview about him talking about the song, mm-hmm. Most City Dawn, but yeah. I'm sure he just expected that to be a dope intro for the album. I didn't think he, I, I doubt he thought this would be like a legendary H Town classic song. Yeah. He was just looking for some shit to pop off his new album with, like a dope intro. Yeah, You know, he had no idea it would become what it became. Same thing with Lil Kiki. You know, like he came from Screwed Up Click and they were just doing freestyles. Yeah, You know, they weren't really putting hooks in songs at that point, man. They were just doing freestyles, doing songs and and selling records basically out they trunk and out, you know, Screw House. Yeah. So if I'm sure if they could redo it, they probably would make it so, okay, you have the hook come in more and you do that but you know one songs take off like that it's a little too late but they did get better like want to be a baller yeah. you know has the hook come in all uh, you know all the time so yeah, yeah they, they, once they realized that these songs were going to be, be played on the radio a lot and yeah. be played at you know parties and stuff that i think they they learn how to make you know the catchy hook repeat more and more but you yeah. know mostly don't even got a hook i know it's just yeah. like three minutes is just straight spitting so <laughs> Yeah, it might be longer than that. It might be about, it seemed like it was like four or five minutes. And after a while, I could tell the people that was hype when that when the beat first dropped and they saying the ad-libs and all this shit, the, uh, the shit talking at the beginning. After a while, they was kind of like, yeah, you know, they, they wasn't as hyped anymore. And it's like, damn. Yeah. And, you know, it's such a dope record. You can't cut the song off. It's hard to, yeah. I, I didn't even want to cut it off at the beginning, but. You know, after a while, it's like, damn, he got to perform this whole song. And after a while, people get a little tired of it. You know what I mean? Because people' attention span is kind of short. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, man, I guess that's my little hot take on some of the longer songs. But it, it makes sense. Maybe, you know, they wasn't really looking for that to be the hit song. It was just something simple and some freestyle shit. Yeah, basically, man. And also, I think that also reflects our music taste now. You know, how basically no songs have a third verse anymore. Yeah. You know, the third verse is dead and gone, long dead and gone. And also that a lot of people, you know, chalk up the two minute or less songs to, okay, you just want to boost your streaming numbers. And that's probably a lot of the case. But I think some of it could be what you said. You know, Mm -hmm. they're doing a live show, want to get a lot of songs in, want to keep the crowd energy up. You yeah. know, you can't do that with four, four or five minute songs in a row. Yeah. You know, people do get tired. They do want to move on to the next song. So that's probably why, you know, a lot of these songs now, I mean, we know it's because of streaming, but of course, mm-hmm. I think the live aspect plays into it as well, man. People want to keep their attention spans, especially when you want a festival of like 20 other artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a set time limit in your set and yeah. you got to do all your hits. Yeah. So you got to have all your shit be like two, two thirty max. 
Yeah. And then it, so you can get everything in. So I think that is a big part of the reason as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, a legendary night for Ace Town Music. Uh, the Houston Livestock Show on Rodeo. Uh, Bum B presents the Ace Town Takeover happened earlier this week and uh yeah man we gonna talk about it we 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 brought back our dear friend jack freeman to break it down uh but first off figure well first off jay prince who was also at the rodeo got into the podcast real quick (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) the gems and juice there we go there we go there we go had to get that jay prince in because he was giving a speech apparently at the rodeo last night so uh yes uh but uh we're gonna talk about it with jack freeman but you know first check in with figgy man you was there live and in person how's your week been and how was the uh uh the legendary ace town takeover rodeo show for you man man my week was made all from the rodeo from that legendary (laughs) night man it was it was amazing and um i can't even imagine how it feel if you were born and raised in H-Town and was raised on this music. I wasn't even raised on this music. And that kind of brung chills to me, just seeing all of these, just just hearing the legendary artists that was performing inside the NRG. To me, that was a big deal alone. But then, you know, sitting around thinking about it like, damn, this is at the, this is at the rodeo. <laughs> and, you know, uh, when I first moved here a couple years ago, the the one thing I heard about the rodeo is, you know, I heard a number of good things about the rodeo, but from black people, you always hear that, man, they don't never have, you know, we only have one night or they never had people we want to hear. They, you know, it's never Paul Wall. It's never this. You know, people would name all of these legendary Houston artists and say, dang, we'll never get nothing like that. It's always Alicia Keys. It's always John Legend. It's all, you know, name whoever, you know, black safe artists. And um, so I was thinking like, damn, you know, maybe that's how it is. It'd never be, a, you know, you know how we felt about the Super Bowl, how it'd never mm-hmm. be a rap type of concert for the Super Bowl halftime show. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the vibe with this. So to see this happen like this, I think it was um, I think it was legendary. It was special. And if you missed it. You know, I I I feel bad for you. <laughs> I feel bad for you, Rocket Man. I think, I think, um, I think you really would have really loved it. It was it wasn't nothing ratchet. It wasn't no it wasn't no BS going on. It was just good vibes. I was walking around the whole stadium and just seeing. It was just a it was a different vibe from Tim McGraw when I went to the mm-hmm. Tim McGraw concert. I, I I started seeing more people that looked like me. I, I, I seen a lot of OGs with the big white tees and the chains. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 a lot of people was uh, dressed down to all of their H-Town gear. So you had people in Astros gear, people in Rockets gear, just the jerseys and stuff. It it was kind, To me, it was kind of looking like 2002. <laughs> where you had, the, <laughs> where you had the jersey, you had people with the, uh, the forces and Tims and stuff. It's like, man, you could tell these the OGs. And I, I seen a couple shirts, uh, a, a couple screwed up click shirts. Well, I'm like, damn, that's that's amazing, man. That's good to see Houstonians just, uh, you know, living in that moment, just dressed down, just happy to be, be, you know, part of H-Town, living in H-Town and going to a concert like this, man. 
It was because it's one thing going to a festival or going to you know a club or something like that, and they doing this, but you going to a family event and watching uh, watching somebody free do the Mo City Dime freestyle. So it's like, dang, this is you know amazing, and it was clean for the most part. <laughs> so um, I really enjoyed it, man. This really made my day. This was probably the best event I've been to since I've been living in Houston. That's dope. And um, I, I I loved it, man. It it was a couple, you know, me nitpicking. I wish I wish Mike Jones was there. <laughs> I wish um, I wish Trade the Truth was there. Uh, wish you could have seen Scarface, but. You know, we'll get into all that with Jack Freeman. Mm -hmm. But um, it was a hell of a concert. Make sure you check out my Twitter. You can check out the Gems and Juice podcast Twitter. And um, I posted uh, a lot of videos of all the people that I was performing. I didn't get everybody because you know, otherwise I probably wouldn't be able to enjoy the damn concert. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, shout out to everybody that performed. It was, it was good to see everybody, man. <laughs> and it was good just looking around. And seeing people have a good time. No, definitely, man. Uh, from whatever everything I've seen, it looked like a very special night. You know, we were we were worried once it seemed like everybody was getting the invite. We're like, okay, how are they going to fit everybody in? But it <laughs> sounds like they did a pretty good job, man. They were pretty efficient with it. Everybody got their time to shine. You know, uh, some people, you know, they could have played some more songs, but you know, they, they're on a time <laughs> limit, so I understand that, but. Yeah, look like yeah. a very special night, man. So if y'all yeah. were there, you witnessed something special. And if you missed out like me, you know, tough luck. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I I think um I I had to I, I think they did an amazing an amazing job with how they executed everything. Because you know how a rap concert is. Mm -hmm. It usually start late and you know, wait um uh, it's a whole bunch of, you know, mess in the middle, too many people on the stage. A whole bunch of talking and it's just so much going on. And um it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like the verses. <laughs> it didn't feel like I was watching the verse. I thought it was gonna be like that. But um everybody was clean, everybody was on time, everything was moving quickly. Um to me, to be honest, I ain't even had time to go to the bathroom. Everything was just moving that quick. If I turn too quick or look at my phone too quick, something else would happen. So I think they did an amazing job. I think other rap concerts should take notes on this. And I think if more rap concerts was like this, I think it'd be more popular to go to because that's one of the reasons um, I kind of don't be want to go to rap concerts because they start late and, you know, the artists be late and it's like, you know, what's going on and too many people on stage and sometimes they don't sound good. But, um, Everything, man, everything was super smooth, man. I was I was very impressed with how they uh, laid this out. Yeah, it looked very impressive, man. I'm proud the city put on like they did, man. Glad there was no drama outside the show, too. You know, so yeah. glad everybody had a good now, I did. night. Now, you know, I stayed close to the <laughs> NRG Stadium. And, mm -hmm. you know, all week, man, I haven't heard anything. But uh, last night I heard way more sirens than I usually hear. Uh oh, so, never mind. Maybe there I'm was like, some oh, drama. Shit. Never like, mind. You you hear I the take it back. You hear the random. Woo, 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 woo. I'm like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn. It kind of. I ain't gonna lie. Kind of put me in mind of the Travis Scott concert because uh -oh. <laughs> because I I was hearing the same thing <laughs> uh, back at Astro World 
and I ain't really think nothing of it. And then the next morning we heard all the news. So I woke up this morning like, please, I hope it, mm-hmm. I, I hope it wasn't nothing crazy. But um, I think I ain't I ain't see nothing crazy. So I think I think it was a good time. That's good. Yeah, at least nothing happened at the show. Yeah, you know? yeah. If something happened outside. Hey, that's that's you yeah. know that's typical Houston. Yeah. But uh, at least nothing happened at the show, and it seemed like a safe, family friendly, family fun environment. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. good to see the city put on like that, man. That was a very yeah. special event, and glad you got a chance to go too, man. Get your real authentic Houston experience. I know, now, man. So. And I was rapping some of the Mo City Don freestyle. Yeah, <laughs> I, t- I, I ain't got it down packed all the way, but I know some of the main parts. So yeah, you'll get there. So get yeah, there. once I get that down <laughs> packed, man, I'm gonna start talking Good like man. a Houstonian, man. <laughs> like what's Already. going down? What's going down? <laughs> yeah, what's going down? <laughs> Yeah, it's too funny. Um, So, yeah, man, uh, glad you had a great time. Like we said, listening to our uh, interview with Jack Freeman, he was on stage as well. We'll talk to him in a few minutes and you'll get the breakdown from him, what it was like to be there, perform there in front of that many people with so many legends. And it's a great conversation, as usual, from Jack Freeman. So stay tuned for that. But uh, there are some things we got to get to, man. A lot of things did happen in the world of hip-hop and black culture and whatever else to talk about on this show. So we're going to get into that first, man. Let's talk about some new releases. Um, now, I didn't hear this one, <laughs> but I did know it was put out. Apparently, Tory Lanez put out a diss track to Megan Stallion and her supposedly still boyfriend, Partisan Fontaine. Yeah. I, are, they, are they still together? I, I know yeah. he's on... He's still defending her, but I haven't seen him take many flicks together like they used to. Yeah, uh, it was rumors that they probably broke up because I think Meg or somebody deleted a whole bunch of pictures together with him. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he he's still been walking around defending her. So I'm guessing maybe they together. <laughs> yeah, no, they used to post a lot of lovey-dovey shit, especially yeah. Megan. And now every time I see her post something, she by herself. Yeah. So. But yeah. Yeah, he's, maybe they're just still friends. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they they didn't seem the vibe seemed different between yeah. them. Yeah. But he is still vehemently defending Megan Stein. We covered the whole drama with the court appearance with uh, Tory Lanes and the so-called DNA evidence mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I guess Tory Lanes put out a song addressing all that called Cap. Yeah. Um. Figgy, what's he talking about? What, what, what's this song uh, about, man? I, to be honest, I haven't heard it. I wanted to kind of play it together. To j- oh, okay. Just, yeah, just to try to see what he talking about because I I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of over diss songs, man. I kind of roll my yeah. eyes whenever I see a diss song. It's just like, all right, who cares, man? Like Especially, yeah. especially all the shit. I think diss songs really kind of got on my nerves, especially at the people who talk shit on Twitter all the time. So mm-hmm. if y'all two going back and forth on Twitter all day long and then you drop a diss song, it's like, what the f- what else do I need to hear at this point? It's it's not like Pusha T and Drake who don't talk yeah. about each other on Twitter and then a diss song. Like, why do I need to hear from a, a nigga that's already tweeting shit about you? <laughs> so I, I didn't get it, but let me, let me play a little bit of it real quick. What the fuck is that? Everybody has their own tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
the beef is over, that was Ayy Said the beef is over, that was motherfucking cap Don't need no fucking handouts, let alone the doubt Yeah, six and eight and fours and two, you know I play the crap Yeah, taboo in Miami, I'm too rich for booby trap Yeah, ayy It's some niggas I don't like So I'm throwing signs in the street, I'm on strike Yeah, it's on sight, so I said it's on sight uh, Bitches tryna end me so I cannot be polite Uh, millionaire, I ain't stopping at no lights But shit replay inside my head and nothing, I'ma fight Yeah, promise that I buy that bitch a Birkin Psych, uh, promise that I buy that bitch a Birkin Psych Threw that pussy and I caught it, Jay Rice Know that bitch is mine, but I might not own the rice Yeah, that bitch said she went skydiving twice Jumped up on his dick and said that bitch was scared of heights Yeah, I'm too lit for booby trap uh, I can't go to Louis closet like a Louis rack uh, Swarming with the scammers, can't do Nemas with no Giffy uh, You keep it a hundred shit, I'd rather keep it fifty Lil' bitch, fives on the foes Walked into a mirror and it told me strike a pose Like a fat bitch, you know I show up with the rose Ken just got them two best friends to fuck, I said goals He a birdie, probably in that X4 Plus the only party that we know is next door You know these niggas talk, you know these pussy boys a joke You gotta go out on your birthday cause that nigga broke uh, Yeah, I'm too rich for booby trap all right, that's how I'm gonna play. Yeah, yeah, man, that that shit was ass. Yeah, <laughs> like what that those are some very basic ass. Could be talking about anybody ass rapper lines, man. Yeah, nothing really, it, nothing it, really. I thought he was gonna reveal something we didn't know. Yeah, say some damn names, man. Right? Yeah. No, nah, that was that was a basic SoundCloud rapper ass song, dog. Yeah, yeah. I don't get so, uh, pig pen. <laughs> yeah, pig pen. That shit, man. Yeah. Talking about Merkin bags, yeah. talking about she on my dick, talking like that was just a very, very basic ass lines, man. Like do, if he wasn't take, gonna reveal anything, why even put this bullshit out? Yeah, Whatever. Do you? Uh, yeah, he said the only party that we know is next door. Like that was the that was the oh, diss. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> shit. Okay. He better be gearing up in the studio. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nah. He he. Nah. He's definitely that's the no Vaseline of our generation right there. Yeah. You know, wow, what a scathing disc. Partisan yeah. is shaking in his boots somewhere. Yeah, she she jumped on my dick from uh skydive on my dick or something. Yeah, like, what? what the fuck is she talking about, man? Yeah. Like that that was that was ass. He could have yeah, I, I don't understand <laughs> that. I don't really understand that at all. I guess he was just trying to get some streams up and say, Hey, I'm I'm addressing it. Yeah. And then he didn't. So yeah, whatever. It's funny. Whatever. When you when you first see the song, the name of the song, no cap. Or whatever, it's a cap or something. Yeah, it's called cap. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh shit, is he talking about the 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 cap gun and all his other? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, all right, it sounds like a regular song, man. He could have named it something else, and people yeah. probably would have had no idea, man. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Like some people probably would have made a big deal about some of the lyrics, but it's like, eh, I I I didn't care for it. I don't give a shit what yeah. he's doing now, man. Like even if you think he's innocent. Like, I just think he's been a cornball throughout this entire thing. So even if it turns out that this is kind of fabricated, like, I'm, I'm, I still have the same view of him. I think he's a kind of corny dude, man. Yeah. And yeah, so it is what it is. But like we said, they, they gonna figure it out in court, whatever. On to the next one. Yeah. Uh, now, Benny the Butcher did drop a new project. I actually listened to this, man. I, I've been okay. on a Griselda break. 
you know, I haven't they drop a lot, man. We've mentioned this. They we, it seems like every week we review yeah. something Griselda because nothing know, else man. comes out. At first, we used to do an in de- in, in detail review on Griselda. Now it's like, oh, ah, yeah. I'll listen to it. It's Griselda. It's cool. <laughs> Just move on. <laughs> yeah, when they dropped the album, that was something special. But you know, ever since then, like they dropped like between the three of them. Yeah. I feel like they at least drop like a project a month or every other month or every other week, it seems like, especially some with West Side Gun and Conway. So, yeah, man, I was actually moved to listen to this one because I like the single he put out for this, the uh, Johnny P's Caddy mm-hmm. with uh, J. Cole. Yeah, Man, I- I've listened to this probably every week since he put this on. Damn. I listen to this song a lot. Okay. I actually like the song a lot, man. I think the beat's super cold. I think J. Cole killed his verse. And it's definitely one of my favorite songs of the year so far. I listen to it a whole lot. Damn. <laughs> and so that's what moved me to actually check out this album. I'm like, okay, if the rest of the album sounds like this, I will be very, very excited. But <laughs> unfortunately, it really didn't. And I'll tell you when I was immediately worried. Johnny P's Caddy is the first song on the project. Oh, man, damn. (laughs) And that when I saw that, when I pressed play on the album, and that was the first song I heard, I was worried. Because... Is that that a bad sign when the single is the first song on the album? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I can't really think of any artist that does that, man. Like, nobody puts the most listened to song first. Yeah. You know, or especially a song that, with a feature first. Yes. Yeah. And a feature as big as J. Cole, you <laughs> know. So I like to listen to albums sequentially the first time I listen to them. And yeah, that threw me off mm. because, you know, I'm listening to the album for the first time. And the first song I hear is a it's song, song I've already heard a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> um, the rest of the album didn't fare too well, man. I got to say, mm. it is very, very. You know, it's a Benny the Butcher album, man. Like, we we keep saying this in a good way, but it's starting to be not a good way, man. Damn. Because these guys, okay, you know what they're going to rap about. You know what you're going to get. But it's getting to the point where they drop so often that it gets less special every time. Yeah. You know, Pusha T always going to rap about crack. Yeah. We know that. But he takes years in between his releases. He gives you time to miss them. Yeah. <laughs> Before he drops again. Mm-hmm. Between Benny, Westside Gun, and Conway, and the fact that they all collab together and yeah. all have songs on each other's they projects. They all sound the same. And they all sound the same and had the same type of verses. Like you, we already know like what we're going to get from them now. And it's getting more and more, I got to say, a little generic, man. Mm. Um, the rest of the project, it, it just didn't hit for me, man. I have to say this. Uh oh. Enough with trying to remake Ten Crack Commandments. (laughs) I I seen somebody tweeting about this. I wasn't sure if it was a good thing or bad thing. It was a terrible thing. Damn. And I was like, okay. First, when I saw that, the song is called Ten More Commandments, Mm. which is a very, a very, very new idea well, how yeah. creative of being the butcher <laughs> to add 10 more crack commandments to biggie's 10 crack commandments you know yeah. that's never been done in I feel, I feel like biggie's is pretty cut and clear 
Yes. <laughs> now we definitely now we yeah. definitely need ten more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We need if, ten more. If you need ten more, if you need ten more rules, it probably shouldn't be selling crack. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty no. rules for anything is too much. <laughs> this song was terrible, man. Like it, it really just nails how great. And by the way, I think it's officially been like twenty five years since uh, Biggie died. Yeah. Um. This 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 week, I think it was. So yeah. yeah R. I. P. To Biggie, of course. But it really drives home how brilliant he was and how brilliant that song is. That nobody can remake it. Yeah. You know, no matter what you do, you can get a dope beat. You can have a decent idea of what more rules should be. It's never going to sound as good as mm. Biggie's version, man. Because I'm listening to Benny's version. I can't even tell what his rules are. <laughs> like, some of them, like, he takes so long to get to the point sometimes. And mm. it's some very generic things, like things that are almost copied from the first one. Mm. So I'm like, and he got Diddy on it. So I'm like, okay, let me see what Diddy going to do. Diddy sounded like he just woke up and rolled out of bed and just started recording into a microphone, man. <laughs> Diddy sounds half asleep. He has a little rant at the very end mm. talking about how the black man is God and all this shit. And it, he sound, he has no energy in his voice at all. It sounds like he just rolled out of bed man. and said, let me do this favor for Benny real quick, then go back <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> Uh, it is a terrible song, man, and and yeah, don't try to remake a classic like did, that. You did, can't. Did anybody remake anything from Biggie that was? I ain't, I don't want to say um, great, but somewhat decent at least. Like any any remakes because people keep trying to remake Dreams, Dreams of fucking yeah. R&B. That yeah, that didn't really work. Um, Meek did the What's Free. Um, try to remake what's beef, mm-hmm. and you know I guess it was cool, but like it, it have is it a successful song where it's like damn, like I know that was a Biggie song, but this one was hard. <laughs> like I I gotta take my hat off to this song. It's not a remake technically, but I will say people have rapped over the Who Shot Your Beat and killed it. Mm. Jada Kiss, Jay Z. And I'm sure some other people, too. But I will say that much. You know, yeah. people have taken that. That's almost like a rite of passage. If you're a New York rapper, you oh, got to yeah. rap over who shot you at yeah. some point. I wouldn't even career. count. I wouldn't even count that because that's kind of yeah. like, yeah, like you said, that's not really a remake. But um, as far as remaking one of his songs, <laughs> no, I can't think of anybody who remade. I know they tried to even remake that Shaq song that Biggie did with them. Can't oh, Stop yeah. the Rain. And that was ass too. Like you can't even remake songs Vicky was on. Yeah. It just featured on because it still don't sound good. So mm-hmm. yeah, nobody's been successful at remaking Biggie songs, man. He was uh, in a class of his own in mm-hmm. terms of creativity, bars, song concepts. You can't you can't remake Biggie songs, man. People need to stop trying. Yeah. Uh so let, let me put you on the spot. Do you so with this being said, do you feel like Biggie is better than Tupac? Because it was a lot of good uh, Tupac. Re- it was a lot of Tupac remakes that was mm-hmm. like, okay, that wasn't that bad at all. You you know you kind of shrug it off a little bit, but I haven't found anything like this with Biggie. Because that's I mean that's that's tough, man. Because <laughs> they're 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 better at different things, you yeah. know. 
I will say as a rapper, Biggie is definitely better. You know, mm-hmm. his flows are more complex. Yeah. His rhyme schemes are crazy. Mm-hmm. And he just he can make a song with an actual, you know, and Tupac has done it, too. But later in his career, he was kind of his 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 songs were kind of aimless. Yeah. You know, he was just making songs and he will he'll be talking about Bill Clinton, Bob Dole and then shaking your ass and doing yeah. like he was all yeah. over the place with some of his songs, man. Like, what's the yeah. how do you want it? Mm-hmm. He touches on like 10 different topics <laughs> in one verse. <laughs> it is like so Biggie definitely had more. He he was a better artist in terms of making songs, but Pac is just like you feel him more, man. His delivery yeah. is so strong. And yeah. even though his rhymes aren't complex at all, like you you really feel the emotion when mm-hmm. you listen to songs like Hellraiser or yeah. you know what else. Like he just has so much emotion that you just feel him more. But I will, I will say Biggie is the better rapper, man. He has the, his his albums. Both of them are better than pretty much anything Tupac put out mm. album wise. But yeah, it's tough, man. I I, I I I go back and forth between who I like more in the yeah, moment. Generally. Yeah, that's that's how I am. I'm I'm like that even with like the whole Jordan LeBron thing. Like yeah. if you ask me today, I might be like, oh yeah, maybe LeBron because he just dropped fifty. And then ask me another day. I'm like, oh, yeah, Jordan, because he did this. I'm kind of up in the air with both of them, depending on how I feel. I was listening to Biggie this morning, and I'm just like, damn, this shit is hard. Like, I don't think nobody was better than this dude. Mm -hmm. But then next week, I might be listening to uh, (laughs) Tupac. All Eyes on Me or something. Yeah, where I'm just like, damn, this shit. (laughs) Like, how did he come up with this? Mm -hmm. But um, it's crazy because, like I said, people were sampling a lot of Tupac shit. And I never really thought twice of it. You know what I mean? But when it, whenever it's Biggie, it's just like, uh, like nah, you shouldn't have did that. <laughs> like yeah. even w- remember Meg, she redid the Who Shot You. Yeah. And it was it yeah, was just kind of like bad. it was just kind of like uh, yeah, like <laughs> so it, it's tough, man. It's I think people need to stay away from the Biggie stuff. No, I agree a hundred percent, man. Especially anything off of Ready to Die. You know, yeah. you can you can remake whatever you want off of fucking Life After Death, but Ready to Die is probably depending on the day again, like my favorite rap album of all time, dog. Like it's yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. And anybody who tries to remake anything off of that, nah, I'm not feeling it, man. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ten Crack Commandments is one of those songs. You can't you can't remake what what Biggie did the way he is so clever yeah the way he made all that shit rhyme and make sense mm-hmm. and the beat with DJ Premier you're not gonna yeah. beat that song man. you need to quit <laughs> yeah. I don't care if Alchemist produced it he ain't <laughs> DJ Premier in his prime man let's yeah. be real yeah. and I like Alchemist mm-hmm. yeah but stop trying to remake Biggie songs but I digress uh basically man the rest of this album uh he has a collab with Conway where he's talking about Tyson versus Ali. I guess people are trying to put Griselda against each other. They kind of addressed that. It's like, okay, there's a song with West Side Gun, of course. And the end, I guess, where he's kind of addressing some of the label situation, it's kind of hard to tell what he's talking about because it seems like large portions are edited out. Mm. Like some things he's trying to talk about, they cut out of the song. Mm. And there's just a big gap. So it's like, okay, 
but it seems like he's mentioning, and he did mention this is his last independent project. I believe he's now signed at Def Jam. Mm. So, yeah, I guess we're going to make something happen on a larger scale. Um, but, yeah, this this album, you can skip it. Even if you're, <laughs> in, unless you're the hardest of the hardcore Griselda fans, you can go ahead and skip this album, man. Just listen to Johnny P's Caddy on repeat and pretend that's the album, <laughs> and that'll be better. But yeah. yeah, this album, I gotta say, man, it's a little bit of a disappointment. I gotta give it the pig pen, oh, man. I'm sorry, man. butcher, butcher. I got, I, Benny. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Dude. Shout out to Buffalo. <laughs> Shout out to all y'all <laughs> out there. Cal- but nah, Damn. I, maybe, I, and I realize what the problem is too, man. Pusha T is spoiling us right now because he just dropped two incredible songs about crack. Yeah. So I don't want to hear no more mid crack bars. I don't want to hear no more. I'm like, oh yeah, nothing that bothered me too. Then he got to stop begging for the whole feature, man. Mm. He got to stop begging for this Jay Z feature because there's two songs back to back where he's like, I feel like I'm Hove in '99, and I feel like '97 Hove. Like, <laughs> okay, we get it, man. He ain't gonna <laughs> give you that feature, dog. Move on, man. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta ride Jay Z like that. Yeah, but. Yeah, man, you you can skip it unless you're the most hardcore Gazelle fan who listens to everything they put out. And you know, if you do that, then you probably yeah. got issues. But so let yeah. me let me ask you this: so um, is this because Griselda when they first started, it was super gritty? Mm-hmm. Is this like a gritty po- project, or is it super polished? Is it, it, is it too? I, I think it's gritty, but it's not like in a good way i guess i would put it like that some of the beats just aren't very good and i know alchemist and i think somebody else did all the production on it who was it alchemist and i forget his name now but uh yeah it was only two producers and like some of the beats are pretty decent some of it is just like okay i could have used some drums (laughs) you know some of it is just kind of it's a sample being played I forget which song, but it was just a sample being looped when it was just like, no, I was listening to this song. Maybe the problem was I was listening to it in the gym. Uh, okay. But there was one song where it was just a vocal sample being looped with like nothing behind it and mm. they're rapping on top of it. And I'm like, uh, yeah, this, this, ain't, this ain't hidden for me, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I would say you can skip this one. Uh, hopefully his major label debut album is much more polished and better. But yeah, man, Pusha T is setting the bar, and mm-hmm. these Griselda folks got to meet it, man. Y'all, y'all reign on top of crack raps is almost at an end. Yeah, y'all got to do something. More. Y'all to put more effort into these projects, man, because this one was kind of mediocre. I gotta say, man. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, and I've been wondering. I want to ask you this too, because you're a you're a Griselda fan. Do you think that they have wasted their momentum in any kind of way? Because I remember when they first dropped that album, people didn't know who they were. Like they they seemed to be getting a lot of run. You know, their their songs were playing in places where you didn't think they would play. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was on some NBA commercials too and stuff. So it seemed like they were getting a decent amount of run. Do you think they've lived up to the hype or do you think they're kind of they haven't? What do you I, think? What's your perspective on that? To be honest with you, I think they overachieved because That's this fair. this type of music, man, it usually don't make it to the big stage. We usually this this is usually underground music. 
and they reached a, a high platform where I thought hip hop would never be again. Because in the nineties, they will be they will be top dog. You probably we probably be arguing with them uh, about them being maybe top two or top three or something like that. But just in this day and age, man, I just never these these are the type of groups that you got to dig for. And, you know, people probably don't know anything about them, but they reached a super high level, man. They they on um I, shit, it seemed like every other month I see one of them on ESPN randomly. It's like, damn, how is they on ESPN doing an interview? And um I I think they reached a super high level. I think they overachieved. So uh, I wouldn't. So I wouldn't say they, you know, they kind of missed the mark or anything like that. I just think they got super high now. The only thing I'm worried about is them trying to um, live up to that this new hype. They'll try to branch off a little bit, try to make a song with um, some pop star, put a verse on mm-hmm. some pop star song or something like that. That's that's the part I'm worried about because. When they started, that wasn't them at all. It was it was super gritty. You know, you was comparing them to you know people like the Locks and Wu Tang and shit like that. So um, I think they I think they overachieved. That's fair. That's a uh, reasonable take on it too, man. To me, mm-hmm. I don't know, man, because people were hyping this up to be the next Wu Tang, and I will say in those terms, I think they've kind of been a letdown. Um, oh, yeah. like what is what is their classic? You know, what is what is their most known song? Like most people, even hip hop heads, could they name five Griselda songs they really like? Yeah. You know, they, they tend to have random names like some wrestling reference yeah. or some eighties reference or something, yeah. something trap, something Dame, coke. Dame Malenko or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it only be like Stone Cold Steve Austin or the rock. Right. It'd be, be some yeah, it'd be somebody random that wasn't even the best wrestler. <laughs> yes. Oh, and of course they the 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 Benny the Butcher album had a song called Guerrero. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're basically like Wu Tang except for Kung Fu is wrestling. Yeah. So, so Perry uh, a song called Perry Saturn or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, damn, I forgot about this motherfucker. Disco Inferno. Yeah, man. All, <laughs> all the wrestlers you don't fucking forgot about. Yeah. But yeah, man. So I would say as a yeah, I guess as a uh in the mainstream, I guess as their, you know, as their visibility goes, they've overachieved. But I think musically they kind of underachieved, man. I gotta say, dog. I would have yeah. thought they'd have at least a classic. You know, at least something that we put up there with Pusha T's Daytona album. Yeah. And they ain't, they ain't really got that in my opinion, man. I, I would have thought they would have more classic content, but they yeah. just dropped so much. I think you get kind of fatigued, too. Like, oh, another Griselda project coming out this month. So, all right. Yeah. And I, I think that was probably the problem, too, uh, how quickly they were dropping. Because not like I can't even remember their first project. I mean, I, I know the Griselda project, but. It's like, damn, it's so many joints. And it's like, all right, I can't even, you know, it, it, you, whenever somebody hear about them, they go to the new project, the, the, the uh, recent project. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a thing where, you know, if you go to the, if you look at the locks, they only got like two albums, re- yeah. two real albums. I, I ain't talking about the bullshit they've been dropping before, but 
they only got two real albums the the rough riders album and then i think they got the uh a bad boy album and it's like damn after that versus people went right to those old albums where it's like oh shit like this shit is good <laughs> you, you can't really do that with them because they got so much shit they got so much solo shit it's just all over the place man so i think i think if they maybe um if they had like one or two solo projects and maybe that one collab project, I think people would go back to that and be like, damn, this is hard. And I think it could have uh, eventually became, you know, more popular. I ain't going to say a classic, but it could have became a little more popular. But it's just so much. It seems like it's every week. Yeah. Where, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, fatigued from it. No, I agree. And I think their their most known album, at least the album I got put on to them by was that WWCD album mm. that had Dr. Birds and Cruiserweight Coke and all that stuff on it. But yeah, to to put would you put that in a discussion with uh Wu Tang Forever, even? Nah, and I wouldn't even address Wu Tang album. I'm not say, even talking about 36 Chambers. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't I don't think so. Like I said earlier, they were more of an underground type of group you could argue and say Wu-Tang wasn't even an underground group <laughs> now I mean they kind of took off they had to hit I know it was back in the 90s so things were different but they took off pretty quick man it, it seemed like Griselda stayed pretty much underground and they they just blew up out of nowhere where they were on ESPN and stuff like that I think they had the right management situation where they were getting these big looks but the music wasn't all over the place. You ain't have a cream. You ain't have, you know, uh, you ain't have ice cream from Raekwon or little stuff like that. Protection. You ain't had nothing like that where it was all over, where you walk out your house and you hear it all over the place. Griselda was more of an underground group to me. Something if you want to escape the, you know, mainstream shit, you go to Griselda. So, yeah. But they, like I said, they were one of the, <laughs> one of a few underground artists that escaped that underground shit and they became, you know, mainstream. So I think that's, I think doing that alone it was the ceiling to me. And, you know, being able to, you know, um, I know that some of the songs with Drake didn't drop, but to even have a Drake collab in the works, that's to me, I think that's the, you know, that's pretty much, they're the Cincinnati Bengals, man. They, overachieved and it's like damn they made it good Uh, underground group made it this way so you know hip-hop do have a chance or (laughs) however Mm -hmm. people want to say but yeah i um if it wasn't for all that i think they'd just be a normal underground group um, uh uh marcy macchiato uh uh rock marciano i don't know why i can't say yeah Yeah, it'd be it'd be kind of in that they'd be in that category yeah, that makes sense. That's a fair perspective. Um, so yeah, we'll see what they got cooking up in the future, man. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take another Griselda break for now, unless they <laughs> drop like another major album. Because yeah, yeah, I've had enough for this. They might drop next time. week. <laughs> no, of course, of course. Westside Gun got a new album. Some some Hitler. Okay, <laughs> Vladimir Putin. <laughs> right. Oh, he definitely gonna make a Putin album. Putin wears Hermes or something like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what up, everybody? Have a very, very special guest, very, very special friend of the show. Now, if you a real uh gemstone and juice head, I think we call y'all our, our yeah. fans and stands out there. 
you remember this man was our very first guest we had on the show. And way back in episode, I think we were still in the singular double digits. Yeah, what's crazy and, is this is episode 199. <laughs> yes, well, on the eve of our 200th episode, we're bringing him back. Um, one of our dear friends, a very talented artist, singer, songwriter, out the H, who was also at the Bun B H Town Takeover show this week at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. I was not there myself. Figgy was in attendance, though. I heard it was live and popping. So we're going to talk to the man who was on stage himself. And also about some other things he got going on, man. He's been on the little Kiki album as of late and some other projects. We're going to hear what he's got cooking up. And without further ado, let me welcome our dear friend Jack Freeman back to the podcast. Yes, sir. Jack Freeman. What's going on, man? What it, what it do, man? What it do? Yo, you know what's crazy is I never knew that I was the first guest y'all had on the show. You was the fair, very first guest. And I was, to be honest, I was kind of nervous. Because I'm like, dang, like, I'm a fan of this dude. And, you know, I reached out to him, and yeah. we never had a guest on, and we always said we ain't having no guests. The only guest we're going to have on is Arian Foster. That's the only guest we wanted. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I, I ran across you, yeah. and, and uh, you was like, shoot, let's do it. And you showed up and everything. I'm thinking, yeah. like, man, he about to show up with an entourage. It's about to be crazy. And you just nah, showed nah, up nah. with just you. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like this. This dude's cool as hell, yeah, that's man. What I do, man. Yeah, and it was probably one of the yeah, best I don't, I episodes. Don't, uh, <laughs> man, I, I I really don't um I really don't I really don't like traveling with a lot of people. So um, <laughs> yeah, like I don't even know who I would bring if I had. <laughs> that kind of, man, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So um, nah, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I could be the first guest, man. And, and, uh, I hope, yeah. I hope I was a good one. No, definitely, man. Yeah. Every time we have you on, it's always a good episode. Like Figgy said, like we never really intend to have a guest-focused podcast because you know how people are. Right. You know, people be flaky and chicey. Right. They don't show up. Or like Figgy said, they show up yeah. and bring like 10 niggas, and we recording at work. So, you know, we can't be <laughs> yeah. blowing up the spot like that. But no, yeah. you set it off really yeah. nicely, man, when you came through. So, man, Ryan, you know, Ryan, you know niggas be flaky because I was trying to have a uh, – I was trying to have – Guess on my podcast, and yes, them, them <laughs> show up. so it was only hey, like a couple of times that they didn't, that a couple guys didn't show up. But, hey, we, yeah. we still we waiting for Scarface, man. We, we still waiting for Scarface. We're gonna be waiting a long time. Hey, I see, I, I was yeah. heat. I'm not gonna lie, I, I was heated because I saw him on the Ghetto Boys podcast, and I'm like, wait a minute, dog. Yeah, we, we just need you for yeah, about a cool 30 know. minutes, face. <laughs> uh, yeah i don't really know i don't really know what it took to get him to to even commit to doing that podcast but um because he's a he's a he's a nutcase but uh <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I didn't i didn't feel too bad when i saw the kanye documentary and i saw that you know kanye mm -hmm. was playing him jesus walks and Scarface was mm -hmm. supposed to come record his verse and he never showed up. So I'm like, okay, we yeah. ain't the only no, I mean, ones. He was flaking on Kanye <laughs> back in the day. So yeah, when I watched yeah. it, when I watched it, I was like, when I watched it, I was like, yeah, that sounds like Scarface. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he did exactly what he would have done. He was just 200 pounds larger at that time, <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah, and and 
what also i guess for context on that i believe that what happened right after that um was uh the towers got hit so mm. i don't think he i don't think he got a chance to go back that's fair so so 9 11 hit and it and like a whole bunch of you remember like i don't know if y'all remember 9 with 9 11 like flights niggas just stopped flying mm-hmm. like yeah. they they shut down airports and people just couldn't really go nowhere you know what i'm saying so uh so that was one thing but then it was also scarface so um yeah yeah, yeah. i think out of all the people <laughs> we got the right to do that man i think he reached that status where i i can't be mad at him if he <laughs> don't show up yeah, i could that's, be that, that's the- i could be mad but i can't really be mad man <laughs> Yeah, look, if you if if you knew half of it, <laughs> if you knew half of it, man, it would it would just it man. Yeah. 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 I know I know uh, you got some stuff you cause you call him Brad. So I know y'all close, man. Cause everybody else call him face is You call him y'all on first name basis, so I know y'all got some stories. (laughs) Brad's an interesting character, man. Yeah. Definitely an interesting character. Yeah. Uh but yeah, let's get to you, man. Um first off, we'll 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 talk about the uh the Houston livestock show on rodeo, Bun B, Ace Town Takeover. Um, all the Houston yep. legends were in attendance. Look like they even got Chameleon there, man. <laughs> they got him out and got they brought him, him on stage. He, that was fire. Yes, he, he got on a flight, man. Yeah, he got on a flight. Everybody was on ESG, uh, Lil Kiki, Zero, Slim Thug. Yeah, pretty much everybody of note from the Apes Town, the glory days of Apes Town music was there, and you were in attendance as well. So talk about that first man what was that experience like for you first off how did you get to be like how did, how did they even contact you to be on stage and how did that whole uh, process go and how was the whole experience ironically bond called me mm. um okay there were rumblings for like the last couple months we knew that we knew that bond was going to be doing something and um we knew um some guys that are also a lot most of the band everybody that was in the band on stage we also toured with face um so there was a rumble in that uh they were going to need a band so i knew that they uh you know put in there i think there was a few bands in the in the in the running i think um i believe i believe they considered the suffers as well um but it was you know i knew that for the most part for that particular sound the band was gonna be was probably gonna be us and um but i didn't know where i fit in the show because there's so many artists on the show that um that don't have singers on their hooks or anything like that there's no real harm mm-hmm. you know south side you know there's nothing to sing on south side <laughs> you know what i mean so um i knew that a lot of people had records like that like a lot of their biggest songs didn't have a singer on it from back then so um I knew I had to just kind of get in where I fit in. So I really, really was just kind of waiting on the call. I didn't know if I was going to be able to, I didn't know if I was going to be asked to do it or not. But Bond gave me a call last week. And um, while they were at rehearsal, they was like, yeah, we need some background singers. Do you, you know, what are you doing? And I said, nothing. I actually left that day open. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, so he called me. I went to rehearsal the next day. 
got a, a layup what the set was going to be. Um, and, uh, you know, it was seamless after that. So. That's dope, man. So uh, what? how did that experience feel on stage, like live in front of – I know you've done plenty of shows. You ain't no stranger to no live performance. Mm-hmm. But to have that scope, number one, the audience is so far away from you. You're at NRG Stadium. And to have that many legends yeah. around you, like what was the actual experience like when you were on stage performing for all those people out there? Um, so funny enough, the crowd really wasn't that far away. I mean, they're not right up on the stage, but they mm-hmm. weren't as far away as you would think. Like if you're standing on the stage, if not pointed towards the end zone, because you know that that, sta- that stage uh, revolves. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're not pointed at an end zone, you're really not that far away from everybody because they add those seats uh, from what I think what I believe would be the sideline for NFL games. They oh, add okay. seats to that, so they push it out a little bit more. But uh, you know, but you know, we're still on a field. That stage is super big, but uh, it was a dope feeling. I really wasn't. I wasn't nervous at all. I wasn't, it was just a lot of fun. Like going out there and seeing over 70,000 in that room. Like, I gotta say, man, like it's, um, I, I don't think that anyone would argue to me that as far as Houston hip hop goes and the totality of Houston music, I think that that that's probably the greatest day of hip hop of his Houston hip hop ever. I know they've done sets at, you know, uh, Houston, Pre- the free press and, you know, done Houston sets at South by and all of that stuff. Nothing beats the rodeo though. Mm-hmm. I, I would like the only thing, the only thing that could have been, that could have topped it is if we were able to duplicate that for a Super Bowl in Houston. Yeah. And then 30 million people got to watch that. But um, all of those artists at that time, at this point in our careers, in their careers, uh, I I believe it was the greatest day because I also believe that if we had tried to do this 15 years ago, it probably wouldn't work Mm -hmm. because you had so many things, so many variables. You got guys maybe that had differences at that point. That probably couldn't be in the same room at the time. You had guys that, uh, uh, you know, schedules and, you know, just I think it was just the perfect timing for all of this, man. Like I think uh, if you if if you weren't in that room last night, it, it was like you really missed uh, an incredible time. And uh, and we got a lot of uh, backstage footage and all of that stuff that's probably gonna come out, so you'll be able to see it in its totality. You know, in some type of way, I don't, I don't know what the platform is gonna be, but, uh, but it was, it was an amazing time, man. Yeah, I was, I was actually gonna bring that up too because obviously I'm not from Houston. I've been here since 2016, but um, the way that yeah. felt, man, I, I, I kind of know the history about the rodeo, how it never really been, uh, you know, a rapper to have a night at the rodeo like this. So I knew how important it was. Yeah, not like that, no. Yeah, I, I know you had, you know, I, I guess you could probably count Cardi B, but I, I, it, it wasn't like Cardi, well, this. Cardi, Cardi broke the, Cardi broke the attendance record. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, but uh, but I I think we're I think our show was in the top ten of of uh, 
attendance. Uh, and then the only other rapper that I know of that did it was LL Cool J. I saw I saw LL there. Mm. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I don't recall. Oh, I mean, they had the Black Eyed Peas if you want to count that. But um, but yeah, mm. there's never been. They've never had a Houston hip hop headline for yeah. the rodeo. Yeah, so, and, and I gotta say, man, uh, I'm not even like a born and raised Houstonian, but that kind of brought a tear to my eye, man. It really got me when I seen ESG up uh, <laughs> on that stage yeah. performing, swinging yeah. and bagging inside yeah. of NRG, and people actually all around yeah. singing the song. I was just like, wow, because it's one thing for a rapper to get yeah. up on stage and they, you know, they perform their song, and it's a lot of people that's like, what's this? But the whole crowd, right, right, right. the whole crowd was singing um, <laughs> Southside. The whole crowd was uh, rapping right. the whole Mo, uh, Mo City Dime freestyle. So it was, it was right. the energy was so crazy. I know you was on the stage, but me being in a crowd, the energy yeah. was so crazy, man. I'm like, wow, because last week I was at the Tim McGraw concert and it was cool. It was a good concert, right. but it was super chill. But this one yeah. was like a total yeah, yeah, one. Everybody, everybody was just <laughs> having fun. It was good vibes. Just walking around the stadium. Um, you seen some random um SUC shirts. You see all type of random legendary shirts where it's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. damn, like people we we should have been had this, but I agree with yeah. you, man. I think uh twenty twenty two was the right time for it to finally happen. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I got to say, man, um, it also says a lot about us as a whole, because um, I think we all know a few months ago in that almost in that very same spot, just outside in the parking lot, we had a really tragic situation go on uh, at Astroworld and um, and uh, you know, I'm I'm of the the thought that you know, Trav. You know, I don't think he deserved a lot of the blame that he got for that, because he he wasn't in the crowd and he wasn't trying to incite a riot or anything like that. Uh, I think what happened was is is there's a lot of people there that were, uh, and the and, and the energy wasn't great. You know what I mean? Like the 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 people, there was like a lot of people there that had a lot of chaotic energy around there. And it caused a, a tragedy and for for something that like that to happen at a festival, you know, we don't know if we're ever gonna have an astral again, right? So um it said a lot that we could go and bring seventy thousand plus in that stadium and everything could go the way that it went and everybody was there uh for what you should be there for a concert for to show love to the people that you came with to fellowship with people that you didn't come with, to meet new people, to uh to connect on a uh on a music level because music is about people, man. That's what we do this for. Everything is about people. We make the music to give it to, to the people. And uh when we go to concerts, we don't like looking out in the crowd and 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 the energy's bad or they're not feeling what we got going on or uh the people in the room. You know what I'm saying? Like it's uh it said a lot about us to be able to show up and um 
not just show up, but show up in, in, in record numbers and to leave there with a certain type of love. Like, you know, Fig, like I know you said you, you've been here since 2016. You know, um, if this was 2002, I don't know. I don't know that we could pull it off because South Siders and North Siders didn't kick it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually didn't really even like each other. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so not only would that have been a hard thing to do, but getting those artists on would have would have been a hard thing to do just before all of these dudes got their deals and all that stuff you know some there was guys on that stage that that had legitimate beefs at one point you know what i'm saying um they they had problems with each other you know whatever those problems stem from you know is you know water under the bridge at this point but there were times where like a lot of these guys couldn't even really be in the same room together and um so even just being backstage is just looking around and these dudes chopping it up and then they get off the stage and they standing in the pit. They didn't go back to the dressing room. They stood in the pit and watched everything and they spitting each other verses and and uh, and and recording each other and taking selfies together and stuff like that, man. Like it was a, a maturation of everybody, man. Like uh, I got to see a lot of people um, come together in a way that that. Uh, wouldn't have been able to do they wouldn't have been able to do a long time ago and um i really appreciate bond for even for uh bringing that you know because he could have he could have tried to do this thing on his own man he could have just went up there did did his bond b set and uh with a band or whatever or just with a dj and 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 went home but uh he immediately wanted to break bread with everybody and wanted to sit down with everybody and get this thing to happen man uh bond really deserves most if not all of the credit for this man so mm. um that goes without saying right there like i you know we can't i couldn't even do this interview without giving that credit to where it was due because um the level of unselfishness it took for him to make everything happen this way him and his team uh the level of humility it took to even for him to just even call me you know what i'm saying like he didn't have to call me i mean he has my number but he didn't have to call me to do anything. Uh, and for him to share that stage with everybody, share such a big stage with, with all of us and give everybody their proper light and their proper shine and let everybody do what they what they came to do. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, he deserves all of the credit for being able to just step out of the out of the like, if you will, like step out of his out of his way and, and out of the way of the show and just letting us do our thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the, that's the one thing I um, noticed last oh. night was I, I, I was really curious how the show was going to flow because I'm like, man, it, it's yeah. a lot of artists. <laughs> and, you know, I wonder how smooth it's going to yeah. go. I, I wasn't sure Bun was just going to be out there the whole time, but he did. I, I want to say he did maybe one yeah. song, the first song, and then he stepped out the way. And it was like, you ain't see Bun B, you ain't see Bun B for like a, a good 10 minutes. <laughs> And then he came back on yeah, and brought somebody else out. He was like really out the way. Yeah, he would. So he would, the way we structured it was he would come out, do two songs, and then we would go into a set for the North Side guys mostly. Uh, and Pokey was on that part of the set too. And then when he came on the stage, that's when we knew there was another faction of the show. So then we did the South Siders and then he would come back up again and then we did the the r&b portion and then he came back up um 
and then uh you know that's when we had Devin and Toby and then uh and then he, he finished it out so um the way he the way we did that set was masterfully done um the way he broke it up and, and gave us everything you know what i'm saying like he gave us that switch of house and then he gave us that suc and then he gave us that that r&b port which warmed my heart because i mean come on now. <laughs> i'm an r&b singer so uh <laughs> you know so being able to to have a sound there and uh and uh latoya and um uh baby bash you know because you know we had to represent for the mexicans we had to represent for the mexicans so. uh, you know so the way we did the set and it was crazy it's like i didn't really even get to hear the whole set like flow properly until the show because we had to like you know rehearsals we were still learning everybody was learning the songs and everybody was trying to figure out what parts the band was playing and all that stuff. So we didn't really have a, a completely flow, free flowing uh, show until the day of. So um, we made it work, man. It was dope. Yeah, it really is. And like you said, I think Bun is the only one who could have pulled something like that off. I always thought that, you know, UGK, Bun B and Pimp C were always the unifiers of not just houston music but the south period man you know people forget when bun b was going right. on his free pimp c and was collaborating with everybody who was popping from the south and then pimp c came out with knocking right. doors down basically telling everybody to end their beef and stop bullshitting when shit was starting to get kind of hot in the city yeah you know they've always been the unifying yeah. force between uh music the only thing i i, I regret not happening i wish could happen trade of truth should have been there man um and i understand you know that there are yeah. reasons why likely it couldn't happen but it that that was the one thing that was missing that would have made it absolutely perfect to have trey there to have some kind yeah. of reunion between trey and zero or some something to show everybody that you know everything's all good now but Unfortunately, we didn't get that, but you know, yeah. can't have everything. Yeah, I, I was, yeah. I, I would probably add yeah, to. Uh, I would probably say Mike Jones too. I was expecting Mike Jones to come out. I'm not sure why, but I thought yeah. I, I, I just knew he was going to show up and he was going to do still tipping. So I, I was a little disappointed Mike Jones yeah. didn't show up. Yeah, you know, um, as far as I know, he was supposed to be on the show. And for whatever reason, he couldn't make it. Uh, I think he lives up in Dallas now or something like that. And um, for whatever reason, he couldn't make it. We actually had a a little a little moment for him uh, mm. that would have been dope, you know, because you want to see him do still tipping and you want to see him do back then. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, you know, Trey was also another that was asked to do it. Um, and you know he had his personal reasons why he didn't want to do it and um you know i respect it you know it was just a little bit for me as a fan it was just a little bit disappointing that he, he couldn't um uh that we couldn't make that happen um obviously also you know because i know everybody's gonna say it anyway but you know um you know brad not being there was also another one that that really kind of hurt me but you know and that was that's some other that's a whole nother situation but um you know uh 
it, it, to, for me, I think we we losing you for a minute. You in the matrix? <laughs> yeah, he he driving through a uh, first third ward or something, man. I don't know. The connection ain't kind of spotty. Yeah, I think we lost him. Oh man. Uh -oh. I, I'm gonna try to bring right. her, I'm gonna try to bring her back, but um yeah I was I was a little disappointed um Scarface didn't show up he, I thought he was because the band was there and mm -hmm. Jack was there so I'm like all right this is perfect um Willie D was there he performed my mind playing tricks on me so I'm like all right mm -hmm. this is the perfect chance for 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 uh Scarface to get back on. And um, it, the song went off after that, so I'm like, "Oh man, that's that's, that's that's the worst feeling ever, man." Because Slim Thug he played still tipping, so I'm like, "All right, they played the hook." So I'm thinking Mike Jones about to come up and would write the Paul Wall. I was just like, "Oh man, yeah." So that's <laughs> that's a um, yeah, that, that, yeah. And it's disappointing because like this moment will probably never happen again, man. To play these songs in front of that audience. Yeah. Like, I know people got deep. And I'm not going to say, I don't know the real reason reasons. I, I assume the trade, you know, there's a, there's a lot behind the, the, the trade and all yeah. that stuff. But, I mean, this is the only chance they had. Yeah. This is the only chance they had to do still tipping in front of 70,000 people yes. at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Mm -hmm. For it to not be the complete, everybody in it. For Scarface not to be there, and like I don't want to dump on it because I know yeah. they did their best. Yeah, I, I'm definitely not dumping on it. It was still a very special moment, but yeah, it's just grading that you know, so few legends like so many people have died, man. Mm -hmm. Like so many people couldn't be there. Fat Pat, Big Mo, yeah, uh, so and, many Houston legends we and, got, and they did a that weren't able to they, be there. Yeah, they did a tribute to them too, so they had yeah, their picture. So it was. It was pretty dope, but yeah, I agree, man. I think, I think something like this, something special like this, because this ain't just no regular free press or uh, mm -hmm. the Houston Press uh, concert or something. This is the Houston <laughs> Livestock Rodeo, and mm -hmm. and um, and I, I just feel like at that point you got to be like, you know what? Screw it, man. I know we don't see eye to eye, <laughs> but this is probably the one and only time this has happened. Because you yeah. you know life too short, man. You never know when the last time you might see somebody hit that stage, and then it's like, damn. But yeah, yeah, we got we I got mean, Jack back. What's up? We back. We back. We back. My bad. I was yeah. yeah, yeah you was in the matrix, to, man. Yeah, I was hitting some Wi Fi, but uh, but yeah, like I think um, I think uh, you know, uh, for me the biggest the biggest you know let down for me was just not having not having brad there yeah um i think uh you know that's a not separate not not are you um did he plant was it any at any point that he was supposed to be on there or was because i thought he was going to show up for the strength that you know his you know you was there and his band and all that stuff yeah. so i'm thinking like okay it's a chance so uh, um, when they when they played my mind playing trips when Willie D was out there and he finished that song and that was it I was like oh I I just yeah. knew he was gonna hit the stage he was uh, he was uh, he was definitely asked to be there and um, 
he declined. That's all I'll say about the, the all right. Oh, okay. But, uh, but, all right. but he was he was uh, supposed to be. I put it like this: all the ones that we wanted to be there were asked to be there, and they either had their own thing going on, or uh, uh, or they had. Um, I, I guess I, I don't know if Mike had a scheduling conflict or what, but I saw the set, and um, the only one that I knew for sure. I knew that Trey was asked, and I knew that he admit he he declined completely. Like he, uh, so he was never really on the set. But there was a we were going to uh, to have him. But what I think once had once we realized that Mike probably wasn't going to be there, which was probably like a week before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually when we were like. That's actually when Blonde was like, okay. Uh, now we definitely got room for ESG because ESG might not have had that moment if, because mm. um, we because we only could do an hour, yeah. And they were they were gonna cut our mics off at like one oh one, so damn. Um, so we, um, we really had to like fit everything in at one time, and um, but I think obviously I think that if all of those guys could have been there, we could have made that happen, you know. We've just been rocking it because because I think Blunt would have given up a couple of his songs, you know what I'm yeah. saying. So um, um, I think it would have I think it would have um, we would have made it we would have made it happen. But um, I hate those guys weren't there. I've actually never met Mike, but mm. uh, that that would have been that would have been cool. A lot of those guys I had never really met. I met I never actually who hadn't I met? Uh, that was my first time really chopping it up with Zero. Okay. Uh, I never met Flip until this week. Um, Damn, really, Flip? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. He's always out yeah. and about in the town. I'm thinking y'all yeah. would ran into each other. Like, yeah, we've seen each other, but like, we've never just like sat and been like, "Hey, what's up?" You know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah, we never really were introduced to each other. Um, and uh, I had never met Chameleon there. Mm. Um, but. Everybody else, Paul, um, uh, you know, Slim, Slim is my, Slim is the homie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, Pokey, we had just, me and Pokey had just met a few months ago. I did a song for him. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously Kiki and um, I had met Bash a couple of times. I had met the H- H-Town separately. You know, I met G.I. and Shazam at, at different settings um latoya that was my first time meeting toya too okay she looked good up there too man (laughs) she looked great man she looked great um she sounded good she Mm -hmm. was she was dope man she was uh uh i had fun man we had fun (laughs) laughing back there at rehearsal and then uh backstage she was was cool man (laughs) it's funny because um when latoya uh came (laughs) up on stage um, my wife. So my wife, me and my wife was watching this show called Greenleaf. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, my wife, we watched the show the whole time. My wife had no idea that was the same person. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. And I. <laughs> so now I, when she see her singing, she like, oh, that's that, that's that snake girl on Greenleaf. <laughs> yeah. So I told her uh, backstage at the show, I was like, look, man, we gotta get some work together, man. I would love to work with you, and um. I said, just let me know when you're done trying to sabotage past the Greenleaf. 
And she <laughs> was like, I was not sabotaging past the green leaf. I said, No, you that was a man of the cloth. You had that man. Yeah, Bishop shipping. Greenleaf, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the bishop. And what I forgot I forgot the actor's real name, but you know the actor Ryan Rocket. He played on yeah, Dead yeah, Presidents, yeah. the older man. With the yeah. Uh, uh, voice. yeah, I know you're talking about <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the dude who's the, always a villain. The dad, yeah, the, yeah. the daddy. He's a villain. Yeah, I was it. about to say the daddy, the um, new news daddy on um, ATL. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that yeah, was right. past, That was Bishop Greenleaf, and she was like trying to mess around with him. <laughs> yeah, and, and she had a she had a sinister uh, uh, a sinister ulterior motive. <laughs> 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 yeah, my boy open man. Yeah, but um, so oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, you go, go ahead. ahead. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, so you know, you, you mentioned that you basically um uh, had met a lot of people, and I know you know you done perform, you done did songs with these people, so they're they're pretty close to you at this point. But was there any moment on stage where you know I'm not gonna say you got starstruck, but you got kind of Take like you really had a moment where you're like, wow, I'm really on stage watching so and so perform, like Zero do most city dawn or anything yeah. like that. Was there a moment where you just had to really step back and say, you know, an existential moment where you really realize you're on here with some legends? Uh there was a few. There was um there was a moment that Blum was on there that I was like, Wow, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the initial, like when Bun first came out, I was like, we are at the rodeo, bro. This is crazy. <laughs> and then, um, um, looking around the stadium and seeing 70,000 people doing the South side <laughs> was the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life like that was like i i mean bro i i was at the last time i was at nrg was for the on the run two tour oh wow damn and that was that was crazy but seventy thousand, like i mean because we know we know we know jay-z like mm-hmm. yeah like niggas in Paris is gonna ring out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, PSA is gonna ring out everywhere. We know Beyonce. Beyonce, you know, when she do single ladies or I'm a diva or, or you know all of those records, like we know that those are gonna ring out, right? But when that beat dropped, it, <laughs> do 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 do, and then and and Kiki walked out there with the utmost confidence. <laughs> and just like like the look in his eye like you could just tell like I was like oh wow he's really finna kill this shit and when he texts us from the side and I looked up and everybody in the stadium was doing the south I was doing the south side I was <laughs> I was doing <laughs> really the south side I was like it, that part was like I said this is insane It this is insane everybody was doing it i think the only thing that could have come close to that was probably would have probably been uh want to be a baller if we did want to oh, be man. a baller that would have <laughs> oh my god man. but it it was 
it was crazy. And then watching the slabs come out and everybody yeah. lose their mind. Um, yeah, it was the most Houston shit I've ever been a part of in my life. And it, uh, <laughs> and I've been a part of a lot of very Houston shit. But um, it was it was crazy. And then, and then I don't know how we were able to pull off this entire show and still have Jay Prince get up there and talk to everybody. Fam, I lost my mind when I seen Jay Prince. I'm like, wait a minute, who is that? I'm like, who Yo. is that in this cowboy shit? Hey man, shout out to the Houston Rodeo. I'm I'm like, what? James James Prince walks backstage with that. I don't know if you saw the like the fit for real. He had Cal Print suede on the top of the leather jacket (laughs) with black leather and the and the fringe on the side. (laughs) <laughs> with the uh with the with the gator boots. Damn. I think they were gator or crocodile, something like that. They were black gator or crocodile. And 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 then backstage he had the hat too. He had it he had that bitch like this. <laughs> and then he said uh in the back he said uh uh Yeah, oh yeah. He said, I pulled this jacket out. Forth. He said, I had this jacket since the 80s. He said, I had to pull it out the closet. He said, it was a little bit big on me back then. But now, now he had it buttoned all the way. He had it zipped all the way up. What was really funny, though, hopefully we get, uh, hopefully we get, you guys will see it. But, um, Saman, y'all know Saman? Uh, nah. Saman is, uh, one of the greatest people that I've ever known. Like he's like the most positive, the most positive human being I've ever been around. He's, uh, he's a cat from, um, from uh, Cyprus and he went to UT and I met him a long time ago. Um, He was doing interviews for Longhorn Hip Hop. He went to UT and um, you know, me and him have been, friends ever since like since i started making music you know he was he was a lot younger you know moving around and and you know being at all the shows or whatever he got real cool with bun over the years and um he actually had a podcast um he did the uh there was a documentary that was done a short documentary that was done for i believe it was bun I think it was Bun. And um he did it and it had Hannibal Burris on it and it had uh uh I believe there was a Chris Rock moment on there, you know, all that okay. stuff. But anyway, he's he's you know cool guy, but he he does this thing where he plays rock, paper, scissors with everybody. And uh he got <laughs> he got uh Jay Prince to play rock, paper, scissors with him. <laughs> and uh he said, so they get ready and they go, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. And he go, rock, paper, scissors. And he did this. Of course. I knew he, it. I knew and it. And he said, he said, <laughs> he said, he said, 
clearly I won. <laughs> oh man, that was hilarious, dog. Now that's that's the most Jay Prince yeah. rock paper scissors story you could possibly have, man. Like as soon as you started, I knew he was gonna point the finger gun out, dog. I knew it. <laughs> that's too funny. That's too funny. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, good friend of the show, Jay Prince, man. Yeah, man. Uh, salute to him. Oh, yeah. Out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh so man, we don't want to keep you too long, bro. But uh we did mention uh you were on that little Kiki album. Yep. You know, I like your songs, man. I reviewed the album on the podcast. I thought it was yep. good. Um, I liked yep. your songs. I was nervous when you had a song called Having Things, because that's one of my favorite songs by Pimpsey and Big Mike. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, let, 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 let's not them, let's not have them word for word remake that classic. But oh, no, no, I yeah. like what y'all did with it. I like the hook on it, dog. You did a great job on it. Uh, how did y'all link up, and how did y'all end up working together for that last album? So I was on Self Made Two, and um, we were able to connect back then and do a record. And um, he hit me a few months back and was like, "Man, I got I got a couple beats that I want to send you." And um, having things is Justice League, yeah. And um, uh, uh, Legend Talk is Mr. Lee. And uh, so he sent me both. He was like, "Man, just pick whichever one you want to do." And I was listening to both of them, and then we we talked on the phone. He was like, "So which one you which one you feeling?" I was like, "Man, I, I really could do both of them." And um, and then we'll just pick and see which one we like the most or whatever. So. On the way to there, on the way to the studio, I was um, um, structuring out my verse, and he was just like, uh, I was structuring out my hook, and he's like, because uh, he was like, man, I want you to just do whatever you want to do on it, just just breathe on it, because he because he didn't, there was no verses on either one of those, and um, so we're having things, we did having things first, and so I wrote the verse, I wrote the hook and the verse in like for like twenty minutes. And um, I was like, man, I'm going to just do a lot so that he can see if he can keep it. And then initially, there was nothing on the song. So, like, I was just the first thing you hear on it for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I started laying it. And uh, I think I posted it. On, yeah, I posted it on Instagram. Like, there's a longer video, like 15-minute video of me laying the verse down. And... um. And I was punching in and doing line for line because I wanted to make sure that my diction was was good on all of it, um, so I can really really get the lines down. And uh, so we would we would I started going, and then as I was going, we would stop, and then I could hear I could hear Bruce in the back like, Ooh, and I was like I was like okay yeah, and he's like he said this shit is dope, and I was like I like, think so. So I, I kept going, I kept going. And then Kiki walked in because he was outside. He walked in. And so uh, once I laid the verse, I started trying to lay the, the hook down. And um, because I, I, all I could think of was like, you know, this is a verse. This is a song that like, you know, it, you know, it's basically just talking about how on my verse is just talking about how, you know, you do all this work, you do all of this all of this you put in all of this time and you earn all of these um all of the things that you earn and you want to bring it back and you want to you want to share it with your friends and with your homies and with the hood and everybody not happy for you 
you know, and you ain't do nothing but show them love all this time. But, you know, um, you know, it's always somebody out there that want to, that want what you got. Um, it's jealous. Uh-oh. Uh, somebody must be calling him again. I got a call just now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I bet y'all here. Yeah. yeah, you good, you good. good. Okay, so yeah, it was it was all of that. Um, uh, you know, everybody just being, everybody not being happy that you got what you have. You know what I'm saying? They don't like you in that car. They don't like seeing you. Um, even even you though you giving back, they oh that nigga ain't shit. That nigga, you know, <laughs> uh, or uh. Sometimes they get the snitching on you, you know, talking about some things that happened way back in the gap. You know what I'm saying? And um, um, for that's why on that hook, I say, I see the, oh, I feel the love and the hate when you see a nigga have a thing. Because <laughs> it's like, man, you 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 come home to bring the trophy to your friends. And ain't it's like, man, you done went out and you done, you done went on tour. You done, uh, you're on TV. You, you, you making the money that you wanted to make. You, you probably happier than you've ever been your life is all together and you come back to the homies and you like, yo, you know, I just was such and such. I was just with up there and I, man, and, and you want to share it and tell them, tell your friends about it and they not feeling you. You know what I mean? And, and, um, you know, I know that a lot of those guys can really resonate with that because everybody had an opportunity to where they, they made a lot of money in this game. And, um, people just feel like you owe them. Or they feel like you, um, you, uh, you sold out. You changed. Yep. <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know why y'all. I don't know why y'all's mics are muted at this point. For me, I can't hear nothing. Can y'all hear? Can you yeah. hear? I hear everything. I think it's because he got a call. Maybe it changed something. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I recommend everybody go check out that uh, little Kiki album especially the two songs that jack is on I nothing y'all saying yeah <laughs> can you hear us now jack is, uh, yeah nah, i think he trying to figure me he might have to close right it and open it all right yeah. all right but yeah highly recommend y'all check out that uh little kiki album and the songs jack is on good good music man jack doing his thing as always so yeah i gotta ask sure y'all i gotta ask out. jack too uh because at the end of the concert towards the end uh, they almost had a little mama moment <laughs> where somebody, a random person, uh, hopped up on stage. <laughs> I don't know how this guy got got on stage, but uh, dude, he he hopped on, and uh, Bun be like, "Get your ass off the stage." Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> and we like, what's going on? <laughs> Can you hear us now, Jack? I don't know who that was. Yeah, I don't know you, who that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen I, him. I, I seen him walking towards the stage, and the first thing I was thinking about was like, "Oh, this must be another guest." But then he like kind of rolled on stage. I'm like, "Wait a minute, this ain't no, this ain't no artist rolling on stage like that." He ain't take the stairs or nothing. And I heard Bun B get your ass off stage. Yeah, who was that? <laughs> and then the, you could tell the dude was kind of drunk. And uh, yeah, and then, super drunk. yeah, then Bun B after a while, he like he like forget, uh, come on back, you up here now, come on, come on. Uh, Bun B showed him some love. He, said, him he said, I don't know how you got up here, but you up here now. Nah, I ain't even gonna act like that. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna do that today. Yeah, so but, he, uh, he doubted him, gave him a hug, but, but that yeah. security guard man, that security guard was waiting on something to happen. So yeah, yeah. but everything was also, all good. Can can we give? 
can we give a round of applause to zero because okay here's the thing the rodeo is supposed to be a clean show mm-hmm. <laughs> and zero did zero edited most, himself most city all does. The way through. yes yes i was really impressed i was really he impressed by that man I was really round yeah. of applause. Uh, I, I was so imp- I was so impressed uh, with that man because it's like I got a clean version of that song, but it don't really sound that good. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, ain't no yeah. clean shit because and, I be wanting and, to play it on the show, but um, the the edited version yeah, kind of sound I, weak. But he did a good job, man. Because because I'll tell you who did not edit himself. <laughs> ESG. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there. I, yeah. He, he he let a couple niggas go by. I'm like, did he say? Did he say that? <laughs> I think he. I think he. I think he genuinely just forgot. <laughs> I think he because he wasn't really at rehearsal with us. He wasn't oh, really, really at rehearsal. With, he came like the day before. Mm. So you really only had like a day to really prepare. Mm. So I think he just forgot. Uh, mm. Slim did the most BET. <laughs> edit i've ever heard in my life <laughs> he said on thug he says slim thugger mother brother <laughs> I, said, I said oh my god that is hilarious and he did it at, at the uh he did it at at the sound check too and i said he's not gonna say mother brother is he <laughs> <laughs> but he did it i said man if you don't get that BET <laughs> like that scene from uh, Poetic Justice, BET version. Yeah. Damn you, yeah, witch. Yeah, yeah. Damn you. <laughs> damn you. Yeah, damn you. Uh, uh, mother fudge cake. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, that's but, too funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering about that because I know they were also nervous when Cardi B. I think Cardi B let some stuff slide too when she did the rodeo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of nervous about that too. I'm like, man, I hope everybody. You know, keep it as clean as they can. But it's good to hear that everybody was able to uh, hold it down in a family friendly yeah. environment. It was yeah. crazy. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Didn't nobody smoke the back out? Didn't nobody smoke mm-hmm. the uh, the room out in the back? Didn't nobody? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 I think everybody got their vices in. Yeah, it, it's funny you uh, said that beforehand. because it's funny you said that because I was in a suite. And as soon as the show started, man, I just so I just smell some random weed smoke. I'm like, what the? F-? I, like, I used to smell oh, this yeah, at yeah. Tim McGraw. Oh. I'm like, I, I, I always at a rap oh, show. I know what's happening this thing. Yeah, yeah. So I just look. I'm like, damn, I never smell no weed yeah. smoking NRG ever. <laughs> In this show, I, I smell yeah. it now. I'm like, yeah. okay. It was. Yeah, it was. Um, it was crazy back there. We didn't, you know, because you know everybody. You know, that's the cool thing is just that everybody was so respectful of just not wanting to do the wrong thing because they like because we kept saying, man, like, you know, we do this wrong. Ain't nobody coming behind us. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. So let's keep the let's keep the the bullshit to a minimum. You know, there's a couple people that came to the backstage that shouldn't have been backstage. And we all know that. But like it was. You know, it was a couple, you know, because it's always going to be somebody that wants to just be in the mix all the time. And they don't know how to just. Yeah, that's 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 the one you you got a ticket. You got in. Just Yeah, that's the one thing I was worried about, too. I didn't want this to look like a versus where the stage is full of people. And you like, who is this guy? 
and everybody in the way everybody want to be yeah, seen yeah. and be on the stage. But it was super clean, man. I was super impressed. I, I wanted yeah. to I wanted to ask you too because you mentioned how um, I guess the plan was to have Mike Jones on. Now was the was also yeah. the backup plan. I'm, I'm mad I don't really know the young lady name, but uh, what was the little girl name from? I, I, Lele, yeah, yeah. Was that kind of a last minute plan too? Yeah. No, she was always going to be on the show. Um, mm. You know, Lele uh, became, I think she's the youngest person to ever sign a record deal. Really? Damn. At least like in Houston or yeah, ever? She was uh, ever. Like the youngest rapper. She was eight years old when she signed that deal. What? Yeah. Um, yeah, she was eight. She was eight when she when Empire signed her. Dang. And um, she used to rap in the car all the time. She used to um, her pops and used to. Um, I guess her pops was writing her raps at that moment, and she was she was rapping the car. And she, I remember meeting her because I know her mom, uh, Antonika's uh, uh, personal trainer, gym owner. You know, around the city, she's super dope. Uh, she's, I believe, from Port Arthur, and. Um, I met, she probably don't even remember, I met Lele when she was like, probably like three or four. And she just always had so much personality. She's just sassy and she, you know, she, she's just one of them kids. At that, I was like, that little girl gonna be something. I don't know what she gonna be. She gonna be hmm. something. And um, she started rapping and I was like, that makes sense. She was <laughs> rapping, at, I mean, she's six, seven years old, spitting, spitting verses. And, um, and uh, she started getting a ton of followers and Ended up getting, I don't know how many followers she has now. She probably got like a million followers at this point. But um, but she got signed. And then when she got signed, she got that show on Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. So now, like, that girl probably more famous than all of us. Because mm -hmm. she, uh, she's got a show on Nickelodeon. She's got a, a, a record deal. And she has her own, uh, she has her own uh, doll. Like, she got a Lele doll. Mm, damn. And um, so, you know, that was cool because, you know, it's an all ages show. So the kids know her. Like the little kids are probably like, oh, that's Lele. I, you know, <laughs> we know her. So, but that was why we did it. At, I think that's why we did it at the beginning to be like, let's get her up there. Yeah. Um, she got her own crowd that, that uh, that's probably going to be there to see her. And um, it also, I thought that was really dope because, uh, you know, She's a, she's young, man. She's what is she eleven now? Damn. Twelve, something like that. And she's um, you know, seeing a little black girl at the rodeo rapping and doing her thing, like it was yeah. probably all types of little girls that around there that that uh got to see somebody that they look up to, you know what I mean? And yeah, and um, you know, and, and let them know that they can do it. There's so many people out there that uh uh that was actually really like you know, I'm 33 and, you know, I don't really watch the show or anything like that, but uh, that's inspiring, man. That's to be able to see, you know, just think about the kids that are were our age that were famous when we were watching TV and shit like that, you know, and you, you're like, man, I could do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, or man, like that kid the same age as me, like they, you know, anything's possible, you know? So that was, that was great to uh, have her. There was, there was a couple people that, so she was always planned. Mike was planned. Um, I think we tried to get. I think they tried to get Megan. 
Really? Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know what that conversation was. I don't know what that conversation was, but uh, she was on. Her name was on the set list. No. Okay. From the initial show, but I think you know. Uh, I feel like she might be doing a festival this weekend or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but, I figured. Um, okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's, that that would have been very dope to see her. Yeah, that's actually shocking because I I figured she probably wasn't going to be a part of it for the strength of the you know the fifteen oh one stuff and Jay Prince. I figured Jay Prince was probably yeah. going to be there too. So I I kind of figured she wasn't yeah, going to yeah. show up. But that's I I think that's kind of cool that yeah. she was at least mentioned that they uh that, that but yeah, that yeah, show I you think... Bun B tried to go all out he. He pretty much went L.A. Rams and just tried to get everybody. Yeah, yeah. I would have, um, I would have loved to have seen her. I don't really know the ins and outs of why she didn't come, but I know that there was a thought process that we should, that she should be here, and that we, um, I think we would have all loved to have had her. But maybe, maybe there was a situation with uh, with Jay Prince and fifteen on one, and you know maybe. You know, if that were the case, it was probably for the best that she didn't come. Just, just to kind of, you know, just so that there's no awkwardness in the back or there's no, there's no um, issue because we really didn't see Jay Prince until the day of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, he wasn't really involved much at all, um, as far as like being at rehearsal and you know, um, putting any type of show together. He might have put in some calls and here and there, but. Um, but I didn't see Jay Prince until he got there, so um, probably made the most sense. But mm. yeah, I mean that would have been crazy. But also, I could see how that could also—I don't want to say detract from anything. Of course not. She's a huge star, but yeah. it would have been like <clears throat> that would have taken away from some of the OGs, maybe because you know she's so big right now. Her yeah. music's popping so much, and her audience mm-hmm. is a little different now too. You know, I think I would most yeah. likely think most people in yeah. the audience grew up with the Switcher House and SUC sound. But uh, her audience is, you know, yeah. everybody right now. So to get her on and do like one or two songs would have been these huge chart topping hits right now. And then go back to like yeah. swinging and banging or something would have been kind of crazy. So I, yeah. I, I could see why, but it still would have been I nice. think, And I, I, think she, I think she was also probably going to be close to the end of the set, too. Yeah, how they did Toby. So, um, pretty much right, how they did Toby. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think she probably would have ended up going on after Toby. Um, also, you know, and I understand it was probably it probably would have been bad optics at this point, but I would have liked to have seen Travis too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Um, but um, he's it's just such an unfortunate situation for him, man. And um, yeah, I, I, I hope he's well, man. I hope he's yeah. good. I hope. I hope yeah, it looked like he good man. He hanging out with James Harden. Yeah, <laughs> after yeah. The, after yeah. the Simpsons got their ass whooped, <laughs> so yeah. he looked like he. Could. I think we're I think we're all hanging out with James Harden at this point. <laughs> I think we're all James Harden's friends at this point. I, I, like, I, t- I tweeted this a couple yeah. days ago. I, I feel like James Harden going gonna be the next uh, Carl Crawford man. I think after he finished with basketball, I don't think he gonna have nothing to do he with basketball. He's gonna start a label. He gonna start a label. He gonna hang out with all these rappers. He gonna sign some artists and all that stuff, man. It seemed like he don't give a crap yeah. about basketball, man. It seemed like he just you do know, his job. After you, that, he go kick it. He don't. He don't let these losses bother him he, at all. 
<laughs> you know, I, you know what I think. Um, I like James because he really is just about hooping. He don't care nothing about nothing but hooping and, and, like you said, kicking it with the homies, with his friends, and you know. So as hard as he parties, he works too, and um, you know, uh, he, you know what I mean. Like the stuff he does on the court, you can't do that without working. Yeah. And uh, he's, you know, I know people got bad taste in their mouth for the way he left Houston, or uh, maybe they got the same bad taste in Brooklyn. But um, I respect him because for him, I think for him, it's just like, bro, I don't care about none of the other bullshit. Just I want to hoop. And, you know, um, I would have loved to have seen him with, with Chris Paul a little bit longer. Um, yeah. That would have been dope. I thought the Russell Westbrook, him and Russell Westbrook would have been a um, a solid um, a solid duo again, but that didn't that didn't pan out. But mm. um, yeah, Harden is Harden is funny. Like I, I remember uh, when he first got here, uh, we got eliminated by OKC that first year, and uh, if the game was over at ten. He was at the club at 10 15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw him, I was like, we just lost. What are you doing? And then followed he, he came to uh he came to dreams later on that night too. He's hilarious, man. He's a he's a he's a party guy. So um I think he uh I don't know how he does it actually. Man got limited less energy, man. Like I, I don't understand either because I see him, you know, you'll see clips of him like working out after the game too. And then you know he's gonna go to the mm-hmm. club right after yeah. the game too. So like yeah. he just played a Man. whole four quarters of pro basketball, then yeah. worked out after the game, then went to the club after working Duh. out. Duh. I like, was so uh, I was so damn tired because yesterday he's kinda like yeah. everybody there. Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's kinda like Robin in a sense. He he's yeah. like a uh I get that vibe. Like he's gonna get the work in. When he gets to practice or when he gets to the, to the workouts, he's gonna he's gonna get it he's gonna get it in, and then he's going to uh, go party, and then he's gonna be back. I'll see y'all at practice the next day. I might be a little bit late, but I'm gonna be there. Man. And, um, and that's just what it is. So man, shit, he's a he's a he's a character, man. Shit, the last what yesterday and today, Mike cut off again. That alert and screwed up. Anytime I get the. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think he lost us again yeah. because uh, I'm about to leave the thing again. I'll... All right. Yeah. But, <laughs> Every um, time he gets a call, yeah. we ain't gonna hold him too much longer. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He got that phone blowing up now. Yeah. But it's it's funny because I'm like I don't see how Harden do that because I be um shit. Yesterday I went to work, barely had time to go home and relax, and then went to the mm-hmm. concert and then got back up for the podcast. It's like fuck. Like I'm over yep. here fucking tired, and I got I got to go mm-hmm. to another event today. So I'm like, shit. Yeah, Jack, we hear you. We don't see you though. Okay, he, he coming on now. He yeah, we yeah, see yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm learning that on this thing, like if I get a call or an Amber Alert, y'all mics cut off for some reason. Uh oh. Oh shit. Yeah. So um, <laughs> maybe I'll do this. Well, you can't do not disturb a uh, a Amber Alert, but yeah. But yeah, we ain't gonna hold you much longer, man. We know you got things to do. We also got to do the podcast thing too. But yeah, yeah for sure. Um, uh, 
I guess just going to wrap up by talking about your personal projects. Um, now, I, I will go back to uh, Aaron Foster, Bobby Fino. He dropped a uh, project last year. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was very solid. I enjoyed it. I was a little disappointed because I didn't. There was no Jack Freeman song on it, man. Actually, you, what's funny is I'm on the first song. Wait, really? Yeah, I'm singing background on the on the. Oh, oh, oh see, okay. I didn't guess that. Damn. Yeah, hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on that, but okay, uh, but you yeah, were credited, we, but you were okay. That's good. We to hear. did a couple. We did a couple songs, but I guess they just didn't fit uh, the project. But the but it's a solid project though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so are do y'all have any other collaborations in the mix? Are y'all gonna be working again soon or uh we haven't worked in a while, but um um hopefully so, man. I hope we can um we can get something done and um uh, I really hadn't seen her in, in um you know in a few months, some months. Yeah. So uh but uh, I think he's doing well, you know. Uh we spoke last week, so uh he's doing I think he's doing good, man. Um yeah, working on that. Uh, uh, there's a there's a pokey record that could come out. Uh, there's a J Dog record um, that I'll probably be on. Um, I'm working on trying to do one with a uh, with a uh, Rotha Vandross. Okay. Uh, hmm. uh, the most city don't zero to cricket. Now, who uh, who would be singing the hook though? <laughs> I think I think I think I would. Okay, I okay. Would. Maybe we can switch. Maybe I can. Rap <laughs> <we> can switch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, connecting with Flip, I think we 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 might try to you know get one get one in. Um, other than that, man, I've been making a lot of music lately. That's good. I got some some jammer lammers okay. on the way. So, I'm just waiting uh, on that Gems of Juice podcast collab, man. I, I, we need oh, a Gems of Juice podcast song or something, man. Oh man, let's do it, dog. Let's do it. We get a beat. We get a beat. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling every artist who hop on here, like, man, we need a Gems of Juice podcast song. I want to, I want right. to try to get Beat King <laughs> to make a Gems of Juice. Okay. He probably make a twerk <laughs> Gems of Juice podcast yeah. something. Yeah, be Jim and Juice and then a bunch of Shake that ass, guys. bitch. Jim's and Juice yeah. <laughs> And then have a bunch of women uh trying to trying to uh swallow a cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> All my ratchet hoes love the Jim's and Juice podcast. He is a menace. Nah, yeah, he really is, man. He really is. He really is. Yeah, yeah we got we got to get an intro song for us at some point, man. But we definitely sure. gonna tap in at some point. But so, man, it's, I ask you this every time we talk: new album, new project coming soon. It's been a minute. It's been more than a minute now. The streets yeah. hungry for some new solo Jack Freeman content, dog. When you gonna feed us? Uh, the album is coming. When putting it together, I've been working on the album for like the last year. Um, um, since probably the last time I saw y'all, I've had I've gotten into a new management situation, so um, trying to cut be um, as uh, proactive about that and trying to figure out the plan and all of that stuff uh, is is vital. Um, but the music is coming. It's it's. I mean. Because mostly because I want it to be, I want it to okay. go. like I want that music to 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 drop. Because this shit is this this is some 
with some some dope shit. So, um, so yeah. So this, this year, this year potentially. <laughs> hopefully, man. Hopefully, in the next few months, we can we can uh, okay. get that ball rolling, get the summer popping. You know. Okay. Yeah. Now, now the big question is: When you getting back on Twitter, man? You, I, man, I feel like Donald Trump will get on Twitter before you. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm banned I, for I, life. Man, man, I need, we need to set up a fake email or something. I need to make an well, email for look, you. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with being banned because <laughs> if you're gonna ban me for calling Jason Wood like a coon, then <laughs> I'll, I'll look take me to jail. Like me because <laughs> it wasn't like I was wrong. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't say anything that wasn't right. See this. Uh, see this is how you screwed up. You screwed up by spelling the word "coon" out. You got to spell C zero zero N or something, where uh, yeah. Twitter won't or, catch it. <laughs> see, I think he reported it though. I think he reported yeah, it had it. to oh, be because really? everybody okay. called Jason Whitlock a coon, and yeah, not everybody. He, yeah, he must have seen the check. I think he, my, yeah, I think he reports people. Because I think Dr. Umar blocked me too. Oh no! Oh I no! Had, I think I was blocked by Umar. How, wait a minute! How did you get blocked by Dr. Umar? Come on, <laughs> I man! Don't know. I probably caught him a. I probably caught him a crook. A hustler. <laughs> Come on, man! That school gonna be built one day. No, it'll never. That's, that school will never be built. That school will never be built. I don't even know why he. What? He doesn't even have a home. Remember that time he was just at the at the jungle gym at a, yes. at a park <laughs> and he was just he was sitting up there yelling at his phone about white the damn people. NBA is a suspect. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's fucking ridiculous, dog. Uh, he yeah, yeah. 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 I, <laughs> he, he lost me when he started talking about Naomi Osaka. How she, I forgot what she, she should have played. She didn't she, play for she hate, represent Haiti, Haiti yeah. in the Olympics. She represented <laughs> Japan. And it's like, Haiti yeah. ain't even got a national tennis team, man. Like, that, <laughs> there's a whole lot of reasons why. Yeah. She yeah. Was, she's never been a coon about her Haitian heritage. She's always been proud of it. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he was tripping. He on said that. some shit. I was just like, that don't even make sense, man. So I'm like, yeah, all right. He's just, he's just a. He's just a run-your-mouth-ass nigga that just wants to. <laughs> and, uh, like, he, the only people that are, are so happy to interview this motherfucker is uh, is uh, um, the Breakfast Club. Yeah, pretty much. Stop putting that man on TV. Stop talking to this dude. Now, see, I can't. See, <clears throat> I'm not going to act like he never had a good point. I, th- I think he has... There's some uncomfortable discussions that people should have, yeah. but yeah, maybe he's not the best messenger considering, like, I don't mm-hmm. believe anybody who's trying to sell a product or mm-hmm. get money and, and do it by talking on this truth to power stuff. But yeah. that's just, but he's like a, he's like a, he's like a pastor. Yeah. But it's, he's like a shady pastor. It's like, look, what you're telling me makes sense. <laughs> like the message thou shalt not kill makes sense it's the other things around yeah that you know what i'm saying like you might go to church and they and the pastor just talking about some wild shit and you're just like bro can we just get to the part where (laughs) you tell me um not to go to hell you know what i'm saying 
that's what <laughs> that's what he is like he'll throw in a good point but then he met he throws it around he throws all that hotel garbage hullabaloo shit <laughs> and then and then also tries to tell you to send him some money yeah and yeah, yeah we, we're good on that and i get it like all movements need money and uh to 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 function but no nah, i don't like the way he does it. don't be shaming nobody for sending you five dollars yeah. don't be saying <laughs> yeah. next time make a 20 like man yeah. you lucky you got anything at all dog don't yeah. don't don't be like that but yeah, yeah. and then yeah. he rides that wave of like him being a descendant of Frederick Douglass and like nigga, you know, you're not, like stop stop lying to everybody, man. Just stop uh, lying, man. I just I think I uh, put that on Instagram recently. I was like, no matter what we go through as a community, the answer is never Dr. Umar Johnson. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Fair it's enough. Never, fair it's never it's never Umar and it's never Sean King. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like if, the, yeah. if if the cops beat the hell out of me on the street. Don't tell Sean King. <laughs> Please don't tell Sean King. Hey, he gonna he gonna I, make yeah. it go fund me. I mean, I don't know if you gonna get that money, but no, you don't don't that. shit. If Sean King talk about it, I might be like, nah, I ain't about to support this. Yeah, yeah. Who like, was the I, celebrity that? Who was the celebrity that died and he sent out a GoFundMe? Um, uh I forget. Yeah. It's been so many. Was shady it, I think it might have been man. DMX or something like that. Oh no! Like he sent out a mass email, and he was like, "Oh, um, hello, all. Uh, the passing of such and such um, is tragic, and uh, our thoughts and prayers." Are I remember out. something like that, and, and then it was, he was like, like for a book or something. And by the way, I have a uh, a, a fucking graphic novel or whatever the hell he was doing, <laughs> uh, and he wanted everybody to send money to. I'm like, dog, you are the worst nigga of all time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's rough. I have no because that's been a, a story with these Black Lives Matter or organizers too. A lot mm-hmm. of them had been uh, revealed to have taken all these donations for themselves, and none of it really went to the cause it was supposed to go to. So you always uh-huh. hate seeing shit like that, man. But that's unfortunately yeah. the life we live in and the generation that we're a part of now. So, but yeah, I always Nick, hate hearing shit like that. Niggas gonna need. Mm. Really though, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, we got our track. We're talking about your music, man. So you got new music coming this year, hopefully. Probably not mm. gonna get banned off, uh, unbanned off of Twitter, but you can yeah, follow that yeah. man, Jack Freeman, on Instagram. I am Jack uh, Freeman. I am Jack Freeman on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any other social media you're on TikTok or anything like that? Do you fuck with TikTok? I mean, I'm on TikTok as I am Jack Freeman, but I don't really use it that much. So just okay. hit me on the, hit me on the gram, man. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't hit me on Facebook because I'm not gonna check that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like man. all of us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Make make sure y'all check out his his music as well. Uh, hopefully, new music coming soon. Like we said, check out that new Kiki album, Legend. He's on two tracks on there. And yeah, as always, we're very grateful to have our friend Jack Freeman on the show anytime, man. We're definitely gonna make it happen again soon. Hopefully, again next in studio next time. Yes, so. let's do it. Let's do it, yeah. man. I appreciate y'all having me, dog. Um. So yeah. Uh. We let's get into topics, man. We got a lot to talk about, so we gonna break down some things real quick and give our opinion. Uh. First off, uh, some breaking news about the Deshaun Watson case. I guess it's not breaking at this point. You know, everybody yeah. heard it. He will not face criminal charges officially. Um, so yeah, uh, that that happened. 
I don't know what else to really say about it. Yeah. But basically, I, Deshaun Watson had he he went in front. I guess they had a grand jury uh, meeting where they were going to decide whether he was going to face criminal charges. The grand jury convened. Prosecution presented evidence. At least one uh, accuser spoke at this meeting, and I guess they decided there was not enough evidence to go forward with criminal charges which now opens up the gate to Deshaun being traded to another team because apparently this was the major roadblock in the uh, trade discussions, you know, whether he was going to face jail time, whether yeah. he, he might not even be able to play for the entire year. So now he's only facing the civil cases, which can be settled out of court, of course. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, this opened up the trade block. Uh, already teams talking interest. You know, already seeing a whole lot of packages. I don't know if I like any of them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they EA, ain't Deshaun Watson. Yeah. EA Sports is going on like crazy over the social media. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if I like any of these packages, man. Just give us a first. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this, man? And, and if you have any, and, and what do you think about the potential Deshaun Watson trades that you've heard so far? Um, I actually feel good about this throughout all parts, man. I, I feel good that he won't be charged for the simple fact that that make it that makes it a lot better if you're a Texans fan. That way you could probably get more for him when they trade him. Because I was really worried all of this time that he will probably get charged and that the trade value ain't nobody gonna trade for him and the people that do you probably not going to get that much for him because he's facing charges. Or uh, the worst, to me, the worst scenario for me, I thought they was going to eventually have to release him. And that would have sucked because it's like, damn, this dude, you know, he could have been the top five quarterback in the league. And now you just got to let him go because of this and can't get anything from him uh, or for him. So um, I was kind of – I felt more relieved with that, and now I'm starting to see way more trade packages, way more teams are involved, the Browns involved. That would be funny if he has mm-hmm. to get traded to the Browns because they fucking passed up on him, <laughs> and now you've given up a lot for him. But, um, yeah, man, it's uh, it, it made things a lot interesting because I felt like for a year you kept hearing, oh, he could be charged, or no, he ain't going to get charged. And all of these weird trade packages and rumors and stuff like that. So now I think business is picking up, and we should hear some things coming pretty soon, man. And um, but uh, it, I I I felt like it was a little weird, man. Seeing a lot of people on Twitter, Texas Twitter been in a, a shambles, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the Civil War, man. Civil World War, man. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> all type of shit going on, man? And just. I, th- I think we need to keep it. We got to remember, man, it's all sports. It, it's, it's shit so, shouldn't get that heated, man. So, you, you know, you got people uh, defending Deshaun Watson. <laughs> you got some people, you know, uh, killing Deshaun Watson pretty much. And this is like, damn, man. Like, it, I, I'm kind of glad I'm in the mindset where I can, I can separate people. I can I can enjoy what's on the field, the product on the field, and not be invested in anybody's personal life. <laughs> Look, I I'm, I was th- I was sitting there thinking like, damn, am I am I a stand of anybody like this? And I don't think so. I think 
probably the most person I'm going to stand for is maybe Jay-Z. And I'm not even that much of a stand mm-hmm. that much because I, I call out some bad verses. <laughs> I, I call out some bullshit he might be on. And, you know, I'm never I don't think I ever get to a point where if I hear some rumors about him and I would sit there and say, no, he wouldn't do that. Those girls are like, I don't think I ever get to that point with anybody. But, but um, man, it's some people out there like that. And then there's some people that saying, hey, you know, he don't want to play for us. Fuck him. He a creep, blah, 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 blah. So it's just interesting seeing all of this going on, man. And I, I, yeah. I always think of this. I always think if if he never wanted to be traded, if he was happy here and all of this shit went down, how would the energy be? Way different. Like, let's be <laughs> real, man. The only reason, like, look, and this is the fucked up thing. The fucked up thing about talking about this whole thing is that, you know, you're right. It is sports. But these these are what real people were involved in. And we don't know what happened, man. I don't know what happened. I tried to reserve judgment. I don't want to believe Deshaun Watson did these things because I thought he, you know, the way I perceived him, I wanted to believe he was a good guy, yeah. you know, but I was never going to say he definitely did do this or yeah. that he definitely did. You don't some know. people drew the line in the, stand, in the sand and the reason a lot of Texans people said he did it or that he's guilty or whatever is because he already quit on the team. Mm-hmm. So let's be honest. Like a lot of y'all <laughs> people just felt salty about that. So now they're like, I want him to go to jail. I want him to pay. And some, not, not to paint everybody with that brush. There are some people, especially the women yeah. who were like, okay, you know, we, we can't, this is fucked up. Yeah. But a lot of this energy is definitely because he wanted out before all this stuff dropped. And sports does fucked up things to people, man. It really does. You're right. At the end of the day, it's just a game we watch and sometimes bet on. Yeah. Sometimes get suspended from the league for doing it. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's not it's not that serious, man. You don't know these people. You ain't been to their barbecue. They ain't did nothing for you. They ain't paid for your rent. Yeah. Like you don't know these people, man. You just watch them on TV every Sunday a few mm-hmm. months out the year. So don't don't be I seen somebody offer the fade to Larry in Stafford. <laughs> I seen somebody say, you know the address. Let's do it. I'm like, what the y'all really gonna fight over Deshaun Watson, man? Yeah. Y'all, y'all on some other shit for real. Reminds me yeah. of that dude on Twitter who drove to Temecula to fight over Kobe because somebody <laughs> talked shit about Kobe. It's way before he died, by the way, too. Yeah. Somebody talked shit about Kobe and he wanted to drive to Temecula and say, let's run the fade over Kobe Bryant, a man none of us have ever met before. Who probably don't know you <laughs> or definitely don't know you. <laughs> now, he knew that, that somebody told Kobe that story and Kobe laughed and he said, oh, the Mamba Mob is different. He's like, okay, yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a difficult discussion. Like, look, I hate to to say this as a fan of Deshaun Watson on the field, but I'll be happy when it's all over with. Yeah, I think yeah, it's safe to say. Me too, man, because we know he's not playing for yeah. Tets, the, the Texans again. So I just want to be over with, move on. I agree. I'm still not sure if I'm ready to see him suit up for another team two years after – playing like it's just gonna be a weird visual seeing like wow he was right there with the chiefs up 24 nothing and now 
we uh he is playing for a different team and we got davis mills behind center so yeah i don't know if i'm ready to face that reality yet but i am ready for it to be over with man i'm ready for everybody to move on and yeah and and to clarify too because people are are taking this as deshaun watson being found innocent of all charges This is not what that means. Yeah, like like I said, we don't know what happened. All it really means is they didn't have enough evidence. They can't charge him criminally. Exactly. Yeah, but it does not mean that he was found innocent of anything. Yeah, like nothing happened. He wasn't even found enough to. And like you can make whatever personal judgments you want out of that, but just remember there are real people involved don't be going to nobody's fucking instagram saying you lying ass bitch you lied on the man shit like that man because that's not what this means yeah and yeah that's a whole other discussion yeah civil yeah and and see the other thing too is legally by law he's a you know he's a innocent man (laughs) you can't you can't sit there and say, "Hey, man, he did this." Like he was, yeah. he was kind of found innocent as far as like the, uh, I guess, I, I guess with with the evidence and all that stuff, you can't really call him a guilty man or say he did it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But in the same breath, we don't know what happened. You know what I mean, so you could you could definitely use your judgment and say, "Hey, I think this happened," or. I don't know that type of thing. It's always good to say I don't know, but um, I guess by law you can't deny him for something, or the NFL can't say, "Hey, no, we, you know, you gotta take off because we think you did this." And you know, I think the NFL is gonna suspend him no matter what. Yeah, they like just for yeah. optics they have to. Yeah, but it, yeah. it could be like a misconduct type thing. But mm-hmm. they can't suspend him because uh, you know, he he did this to these women yeah. or something like that. By by law, he's I guess he he was found innocent. But that don't mean, hey, y'all, y'all women in line. See, I told you they was lying on it. It's just that they don't have enough <laughs> it's they not enough to go forward. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, 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 and a, that's unfortunate because maybe some something did happen, but it's just not enough to go forward in, you know, in a trial. So, you know, it could go either way. It could be a bad thing because the women, maybe something did happen and you can't even prove it or you can't even charge the man or it could be the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was like, look, we just had a case where, you know, Chris Brown was, you know, he, he put out some texts and voice memos from the woman who accused him of rape. And it yeah. ended up that, no, she was actually pursuing him without the fact, and he ghosted her, and now she's just angry about it. But mm-hmm. look, you never know, man. You you just that's why I say I don't know. Yes. I don't know Deshaun. I never met him, man. So I'm yeah. not gonna cape put on the cape for him, and I'm not gonna fucking point the finger and say, No, you're guilty. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I try to respect the people who don't have his fame. And don't play the NFL, but I also try to respect the fact that you know he is a black man who was going through this difficult process. Like it's tough, man. It's a lot it's, of factors yeah. involved in it. So I yeah. just try. I just wanted to be over with. Yeah, this point, it's tough. It's tough on all parts. Don't nobody know. You can assume, but don't nobody really know except for the women and him. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just I guess you got you can believe whatever you want to believe, but it's just it's it's a little strange when people say, "Oh yeah, I, he's a I know he did this." It's like, how do we actually know? Yeah, unless we actually seen it, <laughs> or actually seen video or something. And then you know, on the other side, people saying, "No, my dog ain't do this. Why would he do that? Like, we don't know him." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like I, I never thought he would be in this situation to begin with. Me too. So Same here. yeah. So obviously, him being in this type of situation show you that we really don't know him in this personal life. So you know, I'm just I just hope everybody is <laughs> safe. I hope everybody in a good space, and just move on. We trade them, get a lot for them, and just move forward, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's really all you can say about it, man. That's really all you can say. And yeah. Um, so in other news, though, another court case and well, another appearance in court happened. Uh, your boy, Jesse Smollett <laughs> was uh, uh, I guess he was sentenced for uh, he was found guilty of making a false report of a hate crime. And he was sentenced to, I believe, about five months in prison, 150 days. So um, he was very dramatic in court. I saw the video. He apparently was talking about how he's not suicidal. And if something happens to him in prison, he he didn't do it himself. He also said that this actually happened and he's innocent. And, you know, like it sounded like the OJ. We're going to find the real killers type speech. (laughs) Like, okay, uh, Jesse. And he apparently was escorted out. and He had a fist in the air. You know, Damn. so black Tupac on jail. <laughs> no, uh, he, he, no, not the black, this? not black Tupac, the gay Tupac. I mean, gay Tupac. I'm not bad. I said black Tupac. That's funny. Gay Tupac was dragged out. He should have spit at the camera too for extra effect, like Tupac did. He was getting carried away by the police. But uh, yeah, man. Um, do you have any thoughts on this? Do you think the sentencing was a little harsh or deserved? I think to me. I, I didn't like what he did, man, especially around that time because we were going through a crazy time with, you know, the racial stuff going on. I ain't like what he did at all, but I think this was a little too harsh, man. Like, I like I get it. He kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. He, he you know, he's pretty much being a race baiter and started the whole big thing. But, man, this is, man, this is a long time for this, man. Yeah, we were just talking about Deshaun Watson not even being charged, not enough evidence to be charged. And and this guy didn't really, I don't think he hurt anybody. And he got to do 150 days. It's just like, woo, it sound, it sound kind of rough. And when you look at it like that, it's like, damn, this justice system is kind of screwed up. But, man, I, I don't know. I just think it's a little harsh, man. I, I understand if it was like a good 30 days or something like that. But man, 150 days is a long time, man. For um especially for something like this. So, um I you know, I was all for him, you know, getting in trouble and going through the shit he was going through now. But um I didn't really want him to go to jail. I I ain't think it was I ain't think it was that deep. I see. I seen a lot of other people saying, "Oh, he need to be under the jail and see he don't." You know, they was going too extra on him, where it kind of made me start defending him a little bit. But um, 
I, I think 150 days is a little too harsh for this <laughs> for this situation, especially with um, the history of this country where we see, you know, um, black men who were actually killed over, you know, some false, you know, false race, racist type stuff going on or some racist stuff going on, them being accused of something they didn't do. And, you know, those other people are off scot-free. And all they do is say, I, I lied, I'm sorry, or something like that. And nothing happened. So I think I think this is a little too harsh. Maybe maybe 30 days or something like that. I'm not saying he should be scot-free, but um, 150 days is a little too harsh for me. Yeah, I agree, man. Like, look, and, and, and like I said, people, you know, me included, thought the story was suspicious from the jump. It just sounded ridiculous. And yeah, the fact that he's maintaining his innocence, I think maybe if he just pled guilty and said, look, I fucked up, I wasn't in the right headspace. Maybe that's the issue. The fact that he just wouldn't admit it, yeah. you know, and I think that makes him look worse. Maybe there would have been more lenient sentencing if he just admitted like, hey, man, I fucked up. Maybe some type of plea deal or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But he's he's maintaining his innocence and maybe that's why he's getting the sentence. I don't know. But I think it's a little excessive, man. Like. What he did was fucked up, like you said, but five months in jail ain't no walk in the park, dog. You know, that girl who that woman who from Full House who lied about her kids and cheated to get them in college. She spent like, what, two weeks in jail or something like that? Yeah, Like some ridiculously short time. (laughs) And he got to do five months. And yeah, it's like I said, fucked up, wasting the police manpower and blah, 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 whatever. But nobody was hurt, man. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody was hurt. Like, and, and it was ridiculously over dramatized. Yes, but you know, five months in jail is a little excessive. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of feel for that. But also, like I said, he needs to just admit that this shit was made up. You know, all evidence points to the fact that he was, it was made up. They have video of him rehearsing this shit. Like, fucking, just, just admit it, man. Just, you could blame it on a <laughs> substance abuse issue. Like you can blame it on mental health. That's a big thing now. Yeah. Like, look, you can you can say a lot of things and get shot bail, man. But yeah. the fact that you're going to jail defiant that this actually happened and you're a victim is what's making it worse. Yeah. Because you made a lot of people look stupid, man. You made the vice president look stupid. The vice <laughs> president was riding for you, man. Kamala <laughs> made a statement about you. <laughs> did so, she? I didn't yeah, even remember that. I didn't even remember when that. It, when it happened, she was one of the people who was talking about how, you know, it's fucked up and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah this is but this is before she was vice president, but still. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, it's fucked up, but man, what can you do? He should have just admitted he did it, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh other news, man. Oh yeah, Ryan, this is a lot of black trauma in this. I news, know, man. man. Damn. <laughs> Then kind of a dark week, right? Yeah. So Black History Month ends, and we automatically go right into like fucking black trauma in court cases and all yeah, this shit. Jail man. time and shit. Yeah. Uh so Ryan Coogler is this actually to be fair happened in January, apparently. We're just finding out about it now, which is like, yeah. what good are the news people, dog? Yeah. They, nobody knew this happened yeah. two months after, <laughs> three months after. Uh, ridiculous but so apparently in January Ryan Coogler uh, went to a Bank of America in Atlanta attempted to take out about $19,000 out of his own account he wrote a note 
he had a COVID mask on and a hat on. Um, and he wrote a note to, you got to say, a black bank teller to withdraw this money. And he had the, the instructions on the note. Apparently, he also provided his bank card and his pin and his ID. Yeah. Um, this bank teller talked to her manager. I guess they called the cops. The cops arrived. They had their hands on their weapons, weapons drawn. Ryan Coogler is shown all confused. <laughs> he gets taken out in handcuffs. And um, yeah, you can hear the, the manager saying, good job, good job. Also a black woman. Uh, yeah, they called the cops on him. He gets escorted out. And uh, the video camera footage, the body cam footage was released this week showing the entire incident. We also see him after the fact explaining why he tried to do it discreetly and why it shouldn't have been a big deal. Um, you know, he was trying not to get robbed. Yeah. You know, it was in Atlanta. He was taking out a large sum of money. He did yeah. not want to be vocal about it, clearly. Yeah. But um, they assumed he was a robbing the bank. For some reason, yeah. I guess bank robbers will give you a bank card, and a pen, and an ID. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then the uh, the funniest thing, well, it wasn't really funny, but it was kind of funny. They also released the nine one one call, and the bank teller was explaining what happened, and even the operator was like, "Maybe he's just trying to be discreet." <laughs> But we'll send some people over there anyway. So even the operator was like, look, it sounds like this guy is just trying to get his money out. Yeah. But they panicked. It could have easily went sideways if he resisted because they, like I said, they had their weapons drawn. It was Mm -hmm. ready to shoot. Yeah. And yeah, it looked bad, man. So uh, what are your thoughts about this? Um, And do you think Ryan Coogler would make a movie out of it? (laughs) (laughs) To answer your last question, I think he will. I think okay. he, I think it's going to be something similar <laughs> based on a true story or true events. <laughs> Maybe it might be in Black Panther 2 or something. <laughs> situation like that. <laughs> he going to sneak it in the Marvel movie somehow. Oh, man. <laughs> you going to cringe. Sherry goes to the bank to get some money out and cops just roll up on her and she beats their ass. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Wonder what this could mean. Yeah. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, but um it's very unfortunate, man. I I think about this all the time whenever I go to a bank. I hate when um my wife sent me to the bank and say, Hey, can you get five hundred dollars out? I'm like, fuck, I don't because you 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 can't be too loud <laughs> at the teller. I don't want to be like, yeah, let me withdraw a thousand dollars and blah, 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 blah. And people are all behind you. So mm-hmm. uh I always think about that shit whenever we uh whenever I go to a bank. So I kind of understand what you're doing. And my first reaction, because the first thing they s- said when this situation happened was he had a mask on, a hat sunglasses and he gave him a gave her a note so at that point it's like all right that's a little sketchy going anywhere with a mask hat low and sunglasses whatever the case may be and um but if he gave you the i his id he gave you his his uh car his pin number all that stuff i don't understand why you are so suspicious about that i just i just didn't get it it's, it's a little troubling um, that it's a, a black lady. And this had been kind of 
hitting the timeline a little bit, but if it if it was a white person, this shit would be all over the place, man. You have I agree. You have all type of people saying, "See, racist, 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 right?" But um, it's a little troubling when it's a sister, and it's like, damn, like, how did you come across? Why did you think I was ro- trying to rob the bank, and I gave you all of my information? So that's that's a little troubling, man. I I didn't really get it, and you know I. I don't understand how she was so excited about that. Like, good job, officer. I, I'm not sure what was all that about. I, you know, shout out to the officers and the police people out there. You know, y'all got a tough job, but they, it seemed like she was super excited about that, man. And I, I just didn't get it. I'm glad nothing crazy happened. It seemed like he was a little shook up. Just imagine if something did happen and, you know, producer of black, Panther, Ryan Coogler was shot and killed because of a misunderstanding. Like that, that would have been crazy, and it really, it really would have been crazy knowing that it was a black woman that was kind of responsible mm-hmm. for it. So I'm, I'm glad it didn't, you know, I'm that I'm glad it didn't go sideways. I hope, I hope this lady apologized and you know, kind of said something, something to him. I guess I don't know. But it was crazy, man. I I, I hope I, I wish it was a better way. I don't I don't even like him going to the bank on his own anyway. I know he kind of I know he's just a a, a a director, a producer, or whatever. So it's, it's not like he's a movie star trying to go in the bank. But I, I I I hope it's a better way he can get out his lump sum of money instead of doing it like this because that's that's kind of scary. I mean, I guess, but he should still be able to do it. Like, I, I, it was I agree. Just... I, I 100% agree. But it's kind of yeah. scary that, you know, somebody think you robbing a bank <laughs> when you've been. And, and I think he mentioned how he do it all the time, too. So it was never a yeah. problem. So it's, it's a little troubling, man. If I was if I was him, I would probably be scared to do that again. And so I, I don't know, man. I just I'm, I'm just glad nothing bad happened. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And you brought it up too. I think this would be a way bigger story if the bank teller was white. Like, yeah. let's be real. I see a lot of smoke being diverted to the police and their actions, but like we know what the police do. They, we they, can, we, they at ha- the very least, black people should be on code to be like, hey, man, don't call the police unless it's a fucking dead. Like, you know what the fuck they're going to roll up and do, man. So, nah, yeah. it was, it was <laughs> fucked up the fact that black people were responsible for this like you said and yeah it, it was a mess man and, and if it was somebody white there would be a whole the discussion the, the discourse actually i think that's the reason why you saw a lot of black people defending and calling what ryan coogler was doing suspicious in the beginning because they knew from the beginning, like, okay, it was a black bank teller, black manager, responsible. So you had bank teller Twitter talk about how, no, actually, this is really suspicious, and they should have called the police. Like, you know if it was a <laughs> white person, you would not be saying this, man. Y'all yeah. need to stop the cap. Y'all know y'all just defending it because of the black women who were doing it. Yeah. I don't I didn't like that, man. Yeah. So, like, call out wrong is wrong. Yeah. That was some bullshit. Yeah. And even with the police, man, I don't think they did anything crazy because if you get a response saying hey we think it's a bank robber in here 
Mm-hmm. You ain't about to be like, hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? You yeah, exactly. You want to treat it like a actual bank robber, man. And I'm sure they had no idea who he was. So I, I just, I don't think they did anything wrong, man. I think I'm, I'm glad they didn't get trigger happy or anything. But I wouldn't even blame them. I, I think, look, man, maybe the lady did, maybe the black teller did make a mistake. Maybe she overreacted to something, but. I, I can't just excuse her <laughs> like, hey, you know, see, that's how it is being the bank teller, blah, 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 blah. Nah, man, I think it's so many ways where she could have, you know, got around this. If she thought it was suspicious, maybe she could have told another co-worker or something. I'm, I'm not a bank teller, so I don't know how it go, but maybe she could have said, hey, is this kind of suspicious doing this? Maybe it's, it she been. admitted she didn't even look at the name on the ID because she was scared. Yeah, at that point. I'm like, so you're not even trying to verify this on your own. You're just assuming this man's a criminal based yeah. on his appearance. Yeah, it could. Yeah, see, see, I don't really like that at all, man. Because I look, I've been in situations where I'm like, wait a minute. Like, is somebody fucking following me or mm-hmm. I didn't overreact. I, I you know, I kind of kept my eyes open, not. Checked and I'm like, oh, okay, this guy, he he only getting this because this actually happened to me a couple of days ago. I went to groceries. I was walking out of the grocery store, and somebody was kind of went past me and he looked at me, and you know I ain't thinking nothing of it, but then he turned right back around and was following me. So I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I'm walking to the car and he kind of walking towards me a little bit, but he went back to go get a cart. So it was, the carts was over there. So I guess he was walking in. He just so happened to look at me. And I guess he thought about like, oh, shit, I forgot my cart. <laughs> and, you know, that when if I got trigger happy or something or, you know, overreacted. But I think sometimes you got to like let stuff play out a little bit, man. If you scared, maybe pass it off to somebody else and say, hey, you know, get get some <laughs> clarification from somebody else. Because it wasn't nothing, what he did wasn't nothing so fucking crazy where it's like, give me the money or else. Mm-hmm. It wasn't not, nothing too obvious. If this man gave you his ID, his card, the PIN number, all this other stuff, like, I just don't see, I, I just don't understand why you have to go to, you know, plan A or plan whatever to call the cops. Yeah, it was ridiculous, man. And like, yeah, I understand. Like, look, banks get robbed. You're at you could be it could be a dangerous profession or dangerous, dangerous job. You know, you got a lot of money in there, but you got to have more discretion in that, man. And and yeah, it's just some fucked up shit that happened. So I can really say about it. Um, Other things that happened this week. I don't care about games saying he's a better rapper than Eminem. Like, you know, he's <laughs> always saying some goofy shit. I don't, I don't think that Drink Champ's interview got as much run as he thought it would. Yeah. So, so he's been like doubling down on, he's been doubling down on shit. And he's been talking about how he's better than Kendrick and all this shit, too. It's like, okay, you got an album coming out. I know. Dramatic, whatever. Uh, and look, I say this as a somebody who is not an Eminem fan in his current form. Like you, you, you can't say game is better than Eminem. Yeah, rap wise, in, in terms yeah. of lyrical ability, you cannot say game is better at all. Yeah, I I don't really understand. It seemed like he's trying to put himself in this top five tier, 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, I don't think we look at you as the top five yeah. tier. Like, because not- nobody cared that he wasn't at the Super Bowl, but him. Yeah, yeah. We talk about all type of other hell. We talk about Jada Kiss <laughs> once in a while as a you know top tier, or it should be top five or something like that. Mm-hmm. We don't put Jay Z. We don't put game up there with the Jay Zs, the the Nas, the Kanye. We don't put them up there. Or the M and M's and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. I think he probably feeling some type of way, man. That people, I th- I think the way a lot of people look at M and M now, how they try to bash on him a little bit. I feel like people look at Game that way now. How they feel like he corny and they don't really care for his music mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. I I feel like we kind of look at Game that way now, and he kind of getting the effects of it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, game is just embarrassing, man. Like, if he just stuck to rap, he could potentially be in that conversation, but all the antics he does outside of it, like, it it removes him from everything, man. He's super just a really corny dude, man. It's (laughs) a shame because I was a fan at first. You know, I had Doctor's Advocate in a documentary. You know, I love those albums, but everything he's done, you know, in in public has been embarrassing since then. So, yeah, yeah whatever game. You ain't better than Eminem. <laughs> nice um, oh, yeah. You see that quote that Kim Kardashian put up <laughs> that went viral oh. that had <laughs> all women in a, a fucking headlock yeah. this week on social media. <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian criticized women in business, I guess. She had a quote. I guess the caption read something like, what is your advice to women in business? I guess it's for a GQ article. Mm-hmm. And there's video of her answering. And she says, uh, my advice to women in business is get off your fucking ass and work. <laughs> there's too many people who just don't want to work. And you could hear like Courtney saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in the background. <laughs> but basically, she's calling out people. She's saying, uh, be a hustler and surround yourself with people who want to work. Mm-hmm. Now, I assume she was talking about like in a business entrepreneur sense. Yeah. But I guess every woman on or every woman on social media took this as a diss to them <laughs> because they all called her out. They all said she ain't do shit to get fucked by Ray J. They said she ain't shit, but just fuck a lot of famous black men. She ain't worked to get where she's at. A lot of, I got to say, toxic takes from women putting down i thought sex work was real work what happened (laughs) (laughs) because a lot of people shitted on kim kardashian what up tab we see you in the comments man appreciate you what up uh so yeah what are your what are your thoughts on this uh kim kardashian quote man do you think she has a point or do you think that uh she was right to get the pushback she did um i think what she said it's kind of a general statement, man. I think I think it's safe to say everybody would say, you know, get off your ass and work. I don't think it was like a hot take or something. Niggas hear this every day. Yeah, man. By F. Diddy. What, what's, yeah, what's, what's the difference in her saying that and me fucking saying that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, everybody should get off their ass and work at some point. But, um... I, I guess anything, and to be honest, man, anything she say, people roll their eyes at. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I guess because of the way she grew up, too, she was, you know, 
her father was a, uh, a bit time lawyer and you know who knows she probably didn't really struggle as much as people like us and you know her upbringing wasn't the normal upbringing <laughs> uh, so I really ain't have a problem with it. I thought it was funny I, I kind of responded to the quote a little bit I, I put a, a Ray J uh, gif up <laughs> just mm-hmm. being funny but I think people give her way too much of a hard time. I'm not even a Kim Kardashian supporter, supporter, or trooper. But, um, yeah, man, I, I thought it was a general statement, man. I don't think she – it was – people act like she said, hey, the problem is with black women, they need to work. Black <laughs> women don't work it up. Like, you would have thought she said – you would have thought she said something like that. <laughs> like, somebody asked her, what's the problem with black women in this industry or something? But I felt like the quote was kind of aggro. I think I think a lot of people do need to get up and, you know, work because, you know, I see it all the time. People, you know, they want to do a lot of a lot of stuff, but they don't want to go through the hard work, the hard part. They don't want to grind and, you know, get there. They just want to appear there. And I, I kind of agree with that. I, I think I think people just attacking her, just the attacker whenever she. Whenever she attempts to spit some knowledge, I think people mm-hmm. they get troubled by it. <laughs> so I mean, uh, she she really got dogpiled on here, man. <laughs> the view talked about her. Everybody like she got called out. She got drugged through the mud for this damn quote, man. Which yeah. I thought was kind of shocking. Yeah, I, I I do think it's funny, you know, just them saying, "Hey, you know, people need to stop being lazy and." And then you got the sisters in the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but look, man, I'll say this, man. I don't think they just where they are now in this world. I don't think they just got there just chilling, man. Uh, they, you know, you could say they had it easier, which I think they did. But they had to work their ass off at some point, even if it's pushing a product or something or coming up with something. I, look, man, I ain't gonna sit there and say they, you know, they was born into being a billionaire or some shit. But I, I, I think, look, man, I, I'm not, I don't have a problem with her saying, "Hey, you, we, you need to work your ass off" type thing, because I think they say what you want about them. I think they, I, I would guess they some hard workers if they just became a billion, if they all becoming billionaires and shit, man. I don't think that shit just easy. <laughs> And you know you you can look at each each one of them, you know. Uh, but uh, Kylie, she kind of be all over the place working her ass off, and she I guess she became a billionaire. Same thing with Kim's. So they they building empires, man. So I w- I don't <laughs> I don't understand why people were so upset about that. It, it wasn't like she was targeting a certain person or you know throwing shots at somebody. I just I thought it was a general statement. <laughs> There was a lot of projecting going on, I saw, <laughs> and a lot of women assuming that she was talking to them, <laughs> where I took it as, you know, number one, the caption said, your advice to women in business, not every woman's in business. So obviously <laughs> she ain't talking about y'all, if y'all fucking working at a hair salon yeah. or working at a bank or working wherever the fuck you working to make ends meet. I don't think she was trying to call y'all out. <laughs> it was more so like a, a general quote. And look, like you said, we hear this from niggas every day. Yeah. You know, frankly, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this 
rise and grind culture. The <laughs> you, I, I can sleep when I'm dead culture. I'm like, fuck all that, man. I'm trying to just live comfortable and relax. I'm not trying to fucking, you know, own everything and build like I'm yeah. fucking look. I, I want to be able to relax and chill. Yeah. I want to be able to sleep 10 hours a day if I want. Yeah. Like I, I never do, but I want to. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm I'm sick of this rise and grind male culture, too. But it was shocking because she says nothing different from what we hear from most of these niggas and rappers and entrepreneurs, <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah. But she got dogpiled on, man. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like she's speaking to somebody from L.A. too. you know, the fake hustle capital of the world. Let's yeah. be real. Mm -hmm. I'm sure in her personal life, she encounter a lot of people who want to collaborate, who have ideas for projects. But when it's time to, you know, put some footwork in, they don't want to do it. Yeah. And like, I'm sure she that's what she's talking about. Like people who don't want to work, people who just want to come up with ideas, but not actually put them into action. And look, that's very common. You know, us in the podcast game, we've seen this a lot people who want to start a podcast but then don't like they realize the work that goes into it mm -hmm. they it suddenly falls off so yeah man it's that's who i thought she was talking to but there was a whole lot of projecting a whole lot of women saying we do work hard what are you talking about bitch you were born rich like <laughs> damn like it's not like this money all this money fell into her hands like yeah. you said she did work for it man she do be everywhere yeah and you can say she don't have a real talent i mean i don't know if she does or not yeah but you you can't say she don't work man yeah. she is off she got all these brands she got all these deals and and she's always somewhere doing something yeah. yeah you know i don't see her just laying on her ass a whole lot so mm -hmm. Like, look, man, you can't say she don't work and yeah. she didn't earn some of what she's built. Because, look, a sex tape has not taken anybody else this far. Yeah, that's what I say. I see a lot of sex tapes <laughs> and motherfuckers still in the same spot they was at. Yes. Paris Hilton <laughs> sex tape only took her so far. And Kim Kardashian done lapped Paris Hilton several times. times now. Yeah. And that, that used to be her sidekick. Kim Kardashian <laughs> used to be Paris Hilton's sidekick. You know, lap Paris Hilton <laughs> off a worse sex tape. Yeah. Actually, it was a better sex tape, but still. <laughs> the Paris Hilton sex tape was like a night vision. It was whack. Uh, at least the Ray J one was in color. Yeah. But uh <laughs> so yeah, nobody else done built this off of being a hoe but her. So look, man. Props to her for whatever she's worked on. Fuck it. I'm not a fan of the Kardashians or what they do. I think they ruined a lot of society personally <laughs> with this fucking tabloid culture we're in right now. But fuck it. It's people's fault, too. It ain't just theirs. Yeah. They 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 did what they had to do. So mm -hmm. fuck it. That's my take on it. Women got to relax. Damn. They, they, they Kim can't say nothing, man. Yeah, she can't yeah, say just, Kanye abusing her without being. <laughs> yeah. Just some, so how is she supposed to answer that question? Uh, if, if somebody asked her, what advice would you give to you know women in the industry or business women? Be yourself is, yeah, is the politically correct say? answer. Yeah, be yourself. Yeah, she can't say you got to work hard or stop being late. Yeah, what is she supposed to say? <laughs> you can't criticize dog in this society. You can't criticize women for anything. That's yeah. what I've learned. Yeah. You can't you you can't be the woman. Even though you number one, you can't ever be a man calling out women. Yeah. that's oh, one no, thing that, for anything anything you can't <laughs> and as a woman you better not either because yeah. they will turn on you man 
So yeah, y'all, y'all, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm stop. I know, yeah. <laughs> But I, yeah, like Before I said, I go off. yeah, like I said, I don't think she did anything bad. Where I'm like, damn, she wilding, or she forgot where she came from. I thought it was good advice, man, because we forget that you know you gotta stop being lazy. Just you gotta work hard. You can't sit around and expect for good shit to happen. And you know, yeah. like you said, I don't know where her talent is, but I got to tip my hat to her because without this talent or not knowing what the talent is got her to be a billionaire, man, <laughs> or a million, whatever the case may be. That's a lot of hard work because it's a lot of motherfuckers with no talent that ain't like this. Like, you know, I, it gotta be some type of hard work to, you know, get where she at with no talent. Yeah, I, I agree, man. You can't say she didn't do nothing but lay on her back for Ray J. Yeah. And that's how she became a billionaire that, or whatever, that's kind, according yeah, to Forbes. That's kind of low-hanging fruit at this point, man. How long yeah. ago was that? <laughs> yeah, like 15 years ago now, something like that, It might man. have been longer long than that. Ago. Yeah, it might have been longer yeah. than that. But, yeah, man, she, look, man, she, I, I would consider her a hard worker, man. <laughs> It, it, it's not it's not easy to become where she where she got to. Yeah, shit. And Motherfucker saying they made Kim, made Kim <laughs> say, "All right, then make another Kim." <laughs> yeah, just Ain't no other Kims out there, man. Yeah, man, just or shit. Look at what James Harden said when he was talking about the Greek freak. Like he like I actually have to have skill. I gotta you know I actually mm-hmm. gotta do that. I'm not just tall. <laughs> you just dunk the ball. <laughs> I actually gotta work on some shit. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yep, yep, I agree. But yeah, everybody leave Kim alone. Damn, she ain't <laughs> saying nothing different from what ninety nine percent of niggas on social media say anyway. Yeah, she's she's trying to get C murder out of jail. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody else doing that. <laughs> right? What happened to that? That that seemed to drop pretty quickly. I yeah. guess they found out that he wasn't gonna get out because he was fucking yeah, guilty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess Monica was trying to make something happen, but I guess yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah, what happened with that. Yeah, maybe Master P was because Master P wasn't that happy about it, <laughs> or he yeah, wasn't giving him credit. Maybe yeah, he had thoughts about it. That, that was so. That's such a weird thing that happened. Yeah, I still man. can't believe Kim Kardashian tried to get C murder out of prison. <laughs> yeah. And she was campaigning and talking to Donald Trump about it. Yeah. What uh, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> she probably is like, all right, you got it then. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I I I jump off of this case. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a weird world we live in, man. I, I'm sometimes I'm I'm astonished that some things actually happen that I forgot about. Yeah. Um, and real quick, wrapping up, man. I'm give a quick review of the Batman. I saw the Batman movie, um, this last weekend. Uh, I wasn't a fan. Mm. I gotta say, man. And I I was hyped up for it. I'm a big Batman fan. He's probably my favorite superhero of all mm. time. Yeah. And I was excited for it, man. The trailers had me kind of hyped. I was looking forward to Robert Pattinson. I liked him in Tenet. You know, he was a good thing in that movie that I didn't think was that good either. <laughs> but um, I was excited for the movie, man. I saw it with my nephews and niece and my mom and dad. We took, we went to Alamo Draft House. Damn. Had a whole, yeah, we, we did it big, man. It was a fun time. <laughs> but uh, the movie itself was kind of mid, I got to say. Damn. I was disappointed. It was long as fuck. <laughs> it was about three hours long, man. 
And I'm like, what kind of Batman story need to be three? This ain't no motherfucking Godfather, man. The nigga that dress up in the bat suit and fight crime. Do I need three to be hours. sitting there on my ass for three hours to watch this movie? And it wasn't even like an interesting three hours. It was just. It wasn't like Endgame of, or Infinity War or something. Yeah. Where you had to wrap to up some shit. Exactly. And you have history of these characters, man. Like they're brand new people to us because there were new portrayals of it. Yeah, and it's like they try to do it like a murder mystery, kind of like the Zodiac Killer type thing, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't as good. It wasn't well written at all to me. Like it was just, it, yes, it is long, Tab. It's <laughs> three hours long, man. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> it was too long. Uh, the Batman, the version they got in this movie, all the Batman movies are long. Not, I mean. Okay, the Nolan movies are kind of long, but I think the longest one of those was The Dark Knight Rises, and that was the worst one, too. <laughs> so all Batman movies ain't need to be longer than 90 minutes, man. It's a motherfucking <laughs> Batman who, <laughs> who goes around in a fancy car and beat up people. I don't need no three-hour epic for no Batman movie, man. But, uh, yeah, the movie was just long it, it was drug out the portrayal of batman he was like this emo kid man i was like what the fuck are they doing <laughs> he was basically you know the dude from twilight oh like, really i guess that's yeah like oh, that's kind of like how he was acting dog at the beginning of the movie i actually laughed at this part <laughs> at the beginning of the movie uh he was alone in his cave doing some detective work and <laughs> Alfred is like, hey, man, these accounts are coming in and we got to handle some business about your, you know, your property and all this stuff. And and Bruce is like, I don't care about that. All I care about is Batman. He's like, well, don't you care about your family legacy? And he's like, don't. <laughs> he said, you're not my real dad, Alfred. I swear to God, he said that, dog. And I'm like, man, what the fuck am I watching? Is this Batman? You're not my dad, Alfred. You can't tell you what to do. Like, what the fuck? So am I pretty, watching, man. So pretty this mu- is Batman. Yeah, so pretty much he was playing um Ed- Edward from uh yes, Twilight. Edward the vampire. Basically, man. He walked around <laughs> with this mopey ass. He was pale as fuck. And I guess because he never went outside. And he had this emo ass haircut that was greased over. It was a mess, man. And yeah, he, he was just they they Oh, Tab commenting. They go through his past childhood. They actually didn't do that in this movie. And it's still three hours. <laughs> they had no backstory going into this movie. They just drop you off. And he's been <laughs> Batman for like two years. Damn. So they actually didn't go over the whole parents dying thing. But they did go into like his. I'm not going to spoil the movie for people who haven't seen it. But his family is involved in it. But yeah, man, it just it, it was mid. It, it was a, a lot like The Dark Knight, the movie with Heath Ledger, but just mm. a worse version of that. Mm. You know, and if you've seen that movie and watched this one back to back, you're going to see a lot of similarities between them, man. <laughs> but it's just not as good. Colin Farrell was good as the Penguin. I like that. He actually has some personality. You couldn't even tell it was him because the makeup was so good and his accent was so different. Mm. Um, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman was mid- you know, mm. she complained about white privilege and I wanted to walk out the theater in the sidebar. Movie? Yes. 
Okay, I have to rant now, what's, man. What's up with what's up with these superhero movies bringing in? Um, Does social... every movie have to be about Twitter shit, man? <laughs> Dog, I swear to God, she's talking about capitalism and white privilege in a Batman. Movie. <laughs> I'm like, can we go anywhere and not to hear this shit? Like, look, I understand. <laughs> like, there there's need for societal change in real life. But I also want to have escapism for two hours and watch Batman do crazy shit in Gotham City. I don't want to hear about white privilege in a Batman movie, dog. Like, can we not, can we not have to hear that somewhere, man? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Like every movie has to be like the Captain America in in Marvel in a fucking Winter Soldier thing was talking about this type of shit too. Like, yeah. Everything has to be based on Twitter discussions at this point. I'm getting sick of it, dog. Yeah, I yeah, it's it's a little scary to me, man, because we usually go to the movie theater theaters to see this to escape the real world. We yes. want to go to a fantasy land where Spider Man is all over Brooklyn and all this other shit, and we not going, we not dealing with shit in the real world. Sports kind of fucked up too because it's they bring in the social stuff into sports now. So you still, even with sports, you kind of don't really get a break as much. And um, now like you can't even get a break in a, a comic book movie, man. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm somebody who is for societal change. I do agree. Racism, all this stuff still exists, obviously, but I don't want to see it in Batman movies, dog. <laughs> like you're not educating anybody on anything they don't know by regurgitating things you see here off of Twitter. Yeah. Like, is there some kind of mandate where they have to put this in every movie now? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand. And I'm not even going to get politically. This movie is confused. I'm not going to get into that because that will take me another hour to explain <laughs> like why the message of this whole movie is kind of fucked up. But you'll see it if you actually watch it. Like the message that it tries to give to you is is just confused and weird. There's a lot of political stuff that's supposed to echo, I guess, real world type things. But it's just a weird movie, man. Um, Tab asked, would I recommend to go see it? It depends, man. I think it's okay. Um, I'm not I don't think it was a bad movie. I'll say that much. If you ain't got nothing to do on a Sunday and got like three hours to kill, <laughs> yeah, go go ahead and see Batman, man. There's some cool little scenes in it, but I will say as a Batman fan, I was disappointed. And if you don't go see this movie, you won't have missed much, mm. honestly. Like there, there's better ways to spend an afternoon. But if you fuck it, if you got three hours to kill, it's not a bad movie. It's just not a good one either, if that makes sense. It's, it's just not in mercy. the middle. Yeah, it's not a must-see at all. It was just aight to me. And that, that's my that's my rating. It's aight. <laughs> so it, we need we need a clip of Jay Prince saying aight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's my rant on the Batman. I, I know people like it, man. I'm seeing a lot of positive reviews about it, but you know, yeah. I, I just was not moved. Yeah, it was kind of all over the place for me. I couldn't really get a good feel for it. Because I saw some people saying I ain't have a problem with it, blah blah. These are all how Batman movies are. Because I'm not, I wasn't that big of a Batman fan. I, I seen some of the movies, but I wasn't like, oh shit, this Batman now. I gotta go see. I would see it in passing, but um, yeah, I, it was all over the place, man. I see some people saying it was amazing. I seen some people saying it was trash. I can't believe this shit. <laughs> 
So I, I couldn't really get a good feel from it, man. It was kind of split 50-50 down my timeline. Yeah, and that's the tough thing about these superhero movies, man. Like, people decide before it comes out if they like it or not. You yeah. know, if you're a Marvel fan, you're not going to say any Marvel movie was bad. Yeah. If you're a DC and Batman fan, you're already going to think the movie was good before it even comes out. And mm-hmm. I saw people posting negative reviews, and people were dogging on them. Saying you just don't get it. You just don't understand. <laughs> oh, I guess it went over your head. Like, nigga, it's a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no complex dialogue or Th- complex things going on that's going to go over anybody's Th- that's head. That's the man. part that's confusing, man, because um, I understand movies like that. Uh, what's what's the movie with Denzel's son and um, Tenet? Yeah, Tenet. Tenet. I understand if that movie might be a little too confusing. Yeah. And it's like you got to watch it a couple times to understand. I I get that part where it's like, all right, maybe that movie wasn't for me. But the Batman movie shouldn't be that complicated, right? It should be kind of cut plain and simple. I shouldn't have to watch the other Batmans to understand it. Yeah, unless, and you don't need to either. Yeah, so I should be able to jump in, watch it from the beginning, and understand what's going on. So I don't understand when people when you don't really care for it and people say, oh, you just don't get it. And yeah. Like, what is it not to get, man? <laughs> like, what is no, it not I to get? I agree 100 percent, man. Just agree. Not everything's going to be for everybody. If you liked it, you had a good time. Good for you. I'm just saying as a Batman fan, I was disappointed. And mm-hmm. as a even as a regular action movie, like it wasn't that good, man. Mm-hmm. Like, but. But, you know, if you if you just in the mood to see Batman, one good thing I'll say about it is Batman is dressed as Batman for like the entire movie. Mm. There ain't no there ain't a lot of Bruce Wayne walking around the city doing bullshit type scenes. It's mainly about Batman. So that's the dope thing about it. But, yeah, like I said, I'll recommend it kind of. But I wouldn't recommend like. I don't know. Stop. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say that much. Just, just accept that it's gonna be just some cool shit to watch on the weekend, yeah. maybe. But it was just wasn't that good to me. Yeah, I, mean, I, I almost saw it uh, the week it came out, but I was like, uh, like it's it was a little too long. I had I had maybe like three hours ex- exactly to kill. Yeah, you weren't gonna make it, and so I'm like, nah, that's a little too close. So I'm like, I, I had to. Actually, plan the day out where I ain't got nothing to do to to watch yeah, it. Basically, so yeah. So I, I guess if I ain't got nothing to do tomorrow, I probably if I just want to go to a movie. Yeah, I, I, I do it like that. Some cool shit to chill out and just watch, man. But yeah, don't be going with no expectations. This it ain't no mind blowing movie you have to see. It's just an okay movie. But yeah, yeah people are going overboard trying to defend it. Like man, just everything ain't gonna be for everybody, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I think that's it. Rest in peace to Tracy Braxton. Oh, yeah. Tracy Braxton. Rest in peace. Uh, she passed away. We actually got news of that this morning when we were recording. So, yeah, yeah of course, sister to Tony yeah. uh, was on their reality show as well frequently. Um, she had a secret battle with cancer. I think it was esophageal. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so rest in peace to her. Um, anything else? Uh, I think that's it, man. I think that's it. About wraps it up. A lot of NFL news going on around now. So make sure you stay tuned to In the Loop, 10 to 2 Sports Radio 610. 
Yeah. I'd like to thank our special guest, Jack Freeman, as well. Um, of course, you know, always good to have him on sharing his thoughts on various things. Yeah. 200th episode coming up next week, y'all. Yeah, I got a special guest coming too. Oh. I, I, pulled, I pulled off a good guest. Okay. So, okay. So it should, it should okay. be fun, man. So make sure y'all stay tuned. Yes. Yes. Make sure y'all stay tuned for that. It's going to be a fun time. Thank y'all for listening. Thank Tab for the comments, man. We appreciate that. And like you said, we were live streaming on Twitter, on uh, YouTube, on Twitch. So if you want to join in the conversation, ask us anything, we'll address you. We'll give you a shout out. Make sure you're following the podcast on all those platforms as well. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Love y'all. And until next time, peace. Because I think about it